Hey everybody, it's episode 404 of PodQuest, and we lost it. We lost? Oh, ha! Uh, it was not found. Oh, no. We did it, you guys. Should, you should just release the next episode as 405 and just... No, we already did that, that once. Remember? <laughs> we, we don't have an episode 5. Right. Because we never recorded an episode 5, right? We skipped that week, so like... Maybe it was episode 4. We, very early on, we missed a week. And rather than just, like, the next episode being the next number, I purposely skipped it. And we just never went back. So all this time, we've been celebrating, like, episode 300, episode 400. It was the week, it was it was one episode early. So, no, because technically I released an episode zero. So we have had 500, or 500, Jesus. We have had 400, like, quote-unquote regular episodes of PodQuest. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't sound legit. It is legit. It is. Anyway, I'm Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi. And you guys can't see it, but I literally just pointed to two separate sides of this room like you guys are fucking here. <laughs> I mean, let's see, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, okay, you would have had to actually turn to your right, and then point to your left for me and to your right for Druton. But actually, yeah, you would have needed to turn, like, super right for Druton. So I actually, I pointed to the left for Druton and to the right for you. Way so. off, way off. You pointed at me for Druton, so, like... And frankly, like, the way I'm facing is actually, like, both of you are behind me. Like, if we're talking <laughs> about, like, where you both live. Well, yeah, that's why I said you needed to turn to your left, because you're in the corner. Oh, oh, you you were basing it off of my, my room's layout. I thought you yeah, meant, yeah. like, if we were at your house, like, recording no. in person. No, like, if I'm thinking about your room's corner, you would have turned to the left, and then you still would have needed to turn even more to the left... And then I'd be on the left, and Jordan would be on the right. Yeah, I'd have to do a full 180, and yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't fucking know. It's been... <laughs> it's... Ugh. Look, I've got a squirrel in my house. It's been a week, okay? All right. It's my allergies, like, for whatever reason, at, like, I got home at, like, 4.30. Um, as soon as I walked in the door, like, my allergies just, like, went into overdrive. So, like, Maybe. my like my eyes started... It was a little bit before I got home, so it wasn't, like, right when I walked in the door, but, like... I don't know how, like, what allergies are like for you guys, but, like, with mine at least, there's, like, a, there's a buildup. So, you'll, I'll start to notice, like, a little, like, maybe, like, a little scratchiness in the back of my throat. Maybe I'm, like, sniffling a little bit more. Um, and, like, I was getting that on my drive home. And then, like, I got home, and that's what, like, when it finally, like, clicked all the way in. So, like, my one eye started getting really dry and itchy, and my throat started getting really itchy, and my nose was getting all congested. I'm like, this fucking sucks. You know what it is? It's doors. You're allergic to doors. <laughs> yeah, it got worse when you walked in the door, so you're allergic to doors. You gotta get rid of doors. Well, it started when it was outside, which, you know, tracks next, with the fact that I'm allergic to outside. Outside, next to car doors. It started getting worse driving home in your car, where you're sitting next to a door. Chase! That poor boy. What? Have you, got, have you gotten him groomed yet? Yeah, he got groomed like Right before... I'm, just, I'm fucking with you. Friggin', what's it called? Fancy Friday. Well, it, you act like any of us were there. You were there! At least one of you. You had the most ridiculous fucking cost to give Chase a treat, though. What? No, because it's free. Yeah, and that was at outrageously high. Like, <laughs> two, but it's... It, was, it was like 2,000 of your stream bits. Yeah, Who's because... watching your stream long enough to get 2,000 bits? Maybe watch it more, and then you can give him treats more. It's not even, it's not even, it's not bits though. Don't say it's bits. It doesn't cost 2,000 bits. 
I don't know the that difference. Means, that means that would give me like ten dollars. It it's two thousand channel points, which is just you watch the stream for like three hours and boom, you got enough. You follow me and watch the stream for three hours and boom, you got enough. Twitch has too many microtransactions. Like, I mean, there shouldn't just, be that many currencies. It's okay, they're taking them all away soon. Are they? not paying their streamers anything. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, bits are, bits but mostly go to the streamer. It's like, you get, because that's like the Twitch donation is the bits. But Twitch doesn't really have that many microtransactions. It doesn't. It has channel points, which are, to me is not a microtransaction. No, no. It's, like, in, like, it's integration. Th- think about this. Think about this, though. It, it's it's not just microtransactions, it's currency. Twitch is, like, Twitch is as bad as fucking EA games when it comes to microtransactions and currency, if you really think about it. So, there are multiple levels of sub- subscriptions. So, like, like, but, like that's that's a, a, a microtransaction. Um, you have your, so bits are the thing that you can pay for, right? Yeah. So, then you have your bits, which is an in-game fucking currency for a fucking video platform. And then you, and it's a, it's a pay-for in-game currency. And then you have your channel points, which are the free in-game currency. Yeah, but... Like... Uh, it's... I mean, it's up to streamer dec- uh, discretion. Uh, you don't have to have channel ba- channel points out. I understand it's, that. I'm not but saying... But it's like... It's, but it's all... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna be on the side of... To complain about channel points is stupid. I'm not complaining about them. I'm complaining about Twitch having too many fucking um, types of currency. Because because you were sitting here yelling at me for not for not knowing the right name for your bits. But because I'm not using bits for that. As far as I know, you are. No, I'm not. I'm using. I can't keep points. track of all this shit. B- bits <laughs> and channel points are different, and it's, they sound the same not, to me. No, they're not because you pay for one, you don't pay for the other. No, I paid for those channel points. No, you didn't. With my good hard-earned time. <laughs> You know, you get <laughs> you get five hundred for following me, okay? So don't even, don't even. That takes can, no time at all. Can I just follow and unfollow you to get more? No, I don't think that works that way. I don't know. Well, that's bullshit. But it might only be three hundred. But I can't remember. But please don't do that, because that'll probably fuck me. Can I just try it a couple times and see what happens? No, no, just don't. I mean, y- you got it's your one fifty. Like, it's it's not like you'll go to my channel anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Look, we talked about it before. I at least always, when I, every time I see you tweet about it, I retweet it. Yeah, there like was that one the, later. There was that one earlier this week where I think you were already done streaming when I saw it and retweeted it. Uh, that was probably uh, Monday. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I saw it at like nine o'clock. I'm like, he might still be streaming. I'm just gonna retweet this. Yeah, no, I I was done at nine thirty because I had to go pick up uh my friend from the airport. So. I figure at the very least it's um uh what's that word I'm think trying to think of um not engagement but something along those lines like but, but I, I I tweeted I tweeted earlier I tweeted Maybe. an announcement earlier today and you didn't retweet that I didn't see that one well so I um Twitter I, notifications on for me at all times so I don't because the client I'm at on Wednesdays I'm there all day like in the office of like our point of contact. Like, I'm not really on my phone at all, so I don't really see anything. Sure. Wednesdays sure. are rough. Excuses. excuses, excuses. Wednesdays are a very long day. Very long day. Anyway, um, Rich, what's on the agenda tonight? Uh, the agenda is um, a quick little, probably short discussion about the Nindies, because they had one today. Um, then we all should have watched Metal Lords on Netflix. 
Um, and then we, me and Cobb at least, saw, uh, uh, Mr. Strange and the multi-worlds of insanity. Way to take away his degree, you fucking dick. That man went to school for that title. Twice. You know, I'm sure there's a version of Doctor Strange that didn't go to school, that isn't a doctor, but is still a, a, um, a Sorcerer Supreme. Yo, before we actually get, like, actually, remind me to talk about Spider-Man when we get to Doctor Strange. I, I, you know I won't. Drew, remind me to talk about Spider-Man when we get to Doctor Strange. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, th- there was, there was the Nindies thing today. Um, yeah. or, that I, they've changed the name. I think it's now just like the Nintendo, like, Indie World Showcase, right? I think it's the Nindies still. I, I, that's what I googled to, or that's what I searched on on YouTube to find it was Nindies. So I think it's always been the Indie World Showcase, or it's at least the last three have been Indie World Showcase. Yeah, like I think they and stopped using called this. So I think that's the thing. I think they stopped, like they called it the Nindies at in like the early like year or two of the Switch. Okay, yes, but then I, they transitioned yeah. away from that term. Yeah, 2019 yeah, least... they had the Nindies. And then starting at least in December of 2021, it was yeah. the Indie World Showcase. But Which, no, I mean, same no, thing. Well, no, yeah, it is the Nindies in 2018, 2017. Um, yeah, so it is the Indie World, but the Nindies is better. Because it's, in, in my opinion, to, to call this the Indie World Showcase is um, way inaccurate because a majority of the games that they show are already released on PC. So well, and- it's not really the Indie World Showcase, it's the Nintendo, it's the Nindies, it's the Nintendo uh, indie, indie Game Showcase. See, I would argue the opposite. Previously, like like in those early years, a lot of the games were like unique to the Switch, or at least coming first to Switch. Mm-hmm. Now, though, a lot of them, like you said, are either games yeah. that are launching multi-platform or are already out on multi-platform. So, like, I don't feel like the Nindies fits it as well as just, like, a World Showcase. Like, these games are from all over the place. Like, honestly, I watched the Nindies to see what indie sh- indie uh, games I want to add to my Steam wishlist. <laughs> um, and that's, the, the, like, I added three of them to my Steam wishlist today because cause of the Nindies. Of course you did. There was really only three that interest me from this. They're really, like, the only game that I thought, like, kind of looked interesting was that Batora Bat. Yeah. Um everything else was just not like really doing it for me. Though the the game about the I will not play it because of the genre, but I did think the um the Hermit Crab game just looked funny. <laughs> that was dumb. I hated their video for that though. Yeah, that wasn't great. It was it to me it was just like it was a pompous thing and like it made me not like them and not want to support them. Yeah, I do know um Erica actually wishlisted two games on the Switch. She she wishlisted um Ooblets. And mm-hmm. uh, the Lamb game. I don't remember the lamb cult game. cult of the Lamb. It was one of the like last couple. Mm-hmm. It was the game right before the Crab game. Okay, I don't, I, I don't fully remember. Um, it looked neat. Like actually, that was one of the ones where it's like, okay, that could actually be interesting too. Yeah, uh, like Batora, I added to my wish list because like that looks really neat and it has like an interesting like the way they're uh, billing it at least seems very interesting. I added Elekhead. Because, like, that just seems like a fun, silly puzzler that I would love to try. Um, and then Soundfall looked really cool. And, um... It also but, had really dope music. It that did. that one did look neat, but it's one of those ones where, like, I don't think I would actually play it, but it was neat looking. Yeah, it, it, and so, like, I, uh, both the Lighthead and Soundfall are, all, are already out 
for uh or on um uh on Steam. I think one of them was out today on the Switch. I can't remember. There were a couple so, that, so, that launched today. So it would be it would be oh man, that's loud. It would have been Soundfall, because Soundfall released today on Steam, so it also released today on Switch. Um let's see. It doesn't have yeah, it does at least Steam doesn't say anything about uh cross which doesn't shock me. It's an indie game. Uh but yeah, it like it was cool. It I it added a few games to my Steam wish list. I really want to get Elekhead though. Like that game is like kind of down my alley of like the puzzler uh like it's got some platforming, but it's like a platforming puzzler. Like I just I I I want it. I want it. Yeah, like I thought like that one looked like it could have like some fun to it. Mm-hmm. I also thought, um, oh, where did it go? The, um, Gunbrella, like, had, like, a cool aesthetic to it. Yeah, I didn't really watch a lot for Gunbrella. Like, I was back and forth with watching it and working. But, like, I saw it and, like, I heard him, Gunbrella! And I'm like, what the fuck? What is Gunbrella? And, and, like, my initial reaction was, like, is this, like, some sort of zombie, like, umbrella, like, Resident Evil type thing? Uh, but no, it's, like, a dude with a gun umbrella. And I, I'll have to look into it. Yeah, and so I don't know if, if either of you guys caught this. There's there was the one game shown Mini Motorways. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've seen that. I've wanted to get it. Yeah, on it's Steam. been out. It's been out for a while. It it was a um it was an Apple Arcade game in 2019. It's fifteen fucking dollars on Switch. Like it's a fucking mobile game by every it's, definition, and it's fifteen it's, fucking dollars. I'm pretty sure it's fifteen dollars on Steam. I mean, it probably is. Like it's fifteen in one place, it's fifteen in all. But like. Maybe there's more to that game than what they showed on there. No, nope. like that <laughs> nope. looked like a five dollar fucking mobile game if I've ever seen one. There's there's a reason I haven't bought it yet because it, it is it is definitely like a pseudo five dollar mobile game type thing. But it's also like it's very intricate and I like I've seen a lot of videos for it. I've seen people play it uh, on YouTube and stuff, and it, it like it's it, it's again it's like a puzzler type thing. Oh no, it's it's ten dollars on Steam, not fifteen. Um, but, like, overwhelmingly positive reviews, and it's just, it is 100% what they showed. You, uh, you need to make sure traffic connects, so red houses need to connect to red businesses so that they can go to work and whatnot, and it's just, it's exactly what they showed, and it, it's fit for $10, $15, I mean, that's how much it's gonna be. Yeah, that's just, I mean, I get it, like, I'm sure the people that made that game actually put a lot of time and effort and work into it, but, like, that's just... Even if I enjoyed, like, the city planners, like, there's no way I would spend $15 on that. Guys, I'm gonna be right back. Uh-oh. I think that means Chase caught the squirrel, Drew. <laughs> but, there's... yeah, no, you're totally right about many. 15's too much. Yeah. Did any of these games jump out at you? Just the, uh, the sound... Sorry, I'm looking through the list of them. Uh, just Soundfall, really, was kind of the only one that jumped out at me. Okay. Mostly that music. Like, oh, okay. But the rest, it's just... They look like indie games that have been <laughs> would have been out on PC five years ago. And I mean, a lot of these were, so you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, sounds like Richie's the, back. He set off the trap, but he's not in there. <laughs> oh, fucking asshole. Chase did? No, no, no. No, the squirrel did. The squirrel oh. set off the trap, but he's not in there. Man, he is, he, he is basically the squirrel he's, equivalent he's, of Jerry. I think what I'm going to do now is keep one side closed. And just put the bait all the way in the back and see if he'll just climb right in and set it off. We'll see what happens. But I'm so mad that he set it off. Are you sure Chase didn't set it off? It wasn't Chase. There's no way Chase could get over there. He was on the other side of the fence. Like, trust me. There's no way. 
that you're going to come home tomorrow or tonight or whatever, and Chase is going to have his head stuck in the trap. Oh, absolutely. It's got peanut butter <laughs> in there. He wants it so bad. But there, there will also be squirrel bits all over your house. I hope not. I hope not. That's what I'm trying to prevent <laughs> is um, having a smelly ventilation system. Um, but the fucking asshole set off the damn thing again. I hate him. I hate him. But all right, let's keep going. What, what, what's happening? We're talking about the, the Nindy stuff. Uh, Drew was just saying the only one that really jumped out to him was the sound one. Um, mm-hmm. Were there any other ones you wanted to mention, Rich? Not, no, not really. Like, there wasn't, it wasn't, um, there wasn't as much as I was expecting, or there wasn't anything, like, big name except for, like, those three that I added to my, my wish list. Um, I was, honestly, I'm kind of shocked that, uh, we got, uh, mini motorways. I just, I wasn't expecting that to, I, like, that game's been out for a while. I wasn't expecting to see that again. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, too. Like, usually with these, like, indie showcases, there's that, like, one sort of, like, obviously indie game still, but just that one slightly more, like, polished-looking, more, like, noteworthy title. And none of them really jumped out at me as, like, that title. But, you know, like, there was still a bunch of games, like, that. there are a bunch of games for, like, different people coming to the Switch, which that's cool. Because, like, and Rich, like you said, a lot of these games also going to probably be on Steam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If so. they haven't already been for two or more. <laughs> oh dear. Uh well I guess do you guys want to talk about Metal Lords then? Sure. Yeah, yeah we can get right into it. Into book club. Um yeah, we uh so Metal Lords, it's on Netflix. It's a um I guess a sort of coming of age story. Um or teen comedy would fit teen, too. Teen teen comedy, yeah. teen dramedy maybe. Um where uh there's a kid who's really into metal, and he's trying and he's trying to get his best friend really into metal. And uh, there's just a whole bunch of like silly like references to both metal, pop culture, like music culture. Like at one point, the kid has a girlfriend, and he's the the, the other one. The, the the metal kid's like, oh, we're, she's gonna yoko us and blah blah blah. And it, it's just it was to me it was an enjoyable movie. I, I enjoyed it. I had, I had a good time watching it. It it had. Solid pacing, and I like I liked a lot of the references and a lot of the music they had in it too. Yeah, like I I thought the the music was good. Um, like it was a pretty like it was weird. It kind of walked the line of being like predictable with its tropes, but like also navigating around some of like the more obvious things. Like yeah. it, though, like I felt like it was the most rote by the numbers movie i've seen oh no no <laughs> like it definitely had a lot of like the tropes and and you could predict what was happening but th- so think about this um in a in any other movie of this kind the thing that would have put the rift between like the two friends wouldn't have been the one friend's just being a dick the whole time it would have been the like the one that we followed the most like bonding with that other band like that would have been the thing but they didn't go that route they they still went with the like well they there was a rift between them and they kind of like had to bring it back together which happened very quickly um but like they kind of like he very like the other kid the drummer very quickly figured out that like the other band also really wasn't for him um and the same thing with with the girlfriend like there was that the the hot tub scene where like he kind of very quickly like decided like uh, like that was the wrong thing to do mm-hmm. and in any other teen movie or, or like comedy movie like this, there would have been a scene where he goes and tells her what happened, and rather than there being any sort of communication between the two, they would have just had a big fight, and they would have not talked till the end of the movie when everything gets wrapped up with a bow on it. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, they managed to, like, circumvent those super obvious ones that you're just, like, like, the scene happens, you're like, okay, so now they're gonna get into a fight. And, like, it didn't go that route. It, they, like, they took a different route instead that was, again, like, still predictable, but it was at least predictable in a different way. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, predictable in a sense, but, like, dog, I swear to God, (laughs) you're driving me nuts. Um, I, it, it, it is predictable in a way, but it's also, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I like, when you're sitting here saying predictable and, and tropey, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, boy gets girl, other boy gets upset because he's not spending enough time, but like, sure, that's, that's, that's what you see in teen comedies and whatnot, but it's like, is it predictable that she was just like, you wanna just bang? Like, no, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting this sheltered, scared girl to just be like, you want to bang? And then, boom, they just bang. Um, I was not expecting the, um, the, the head musician from the band that, uh, the, the metal kid really loved to be the doctor of the, the, um, the rehab. I also wasn't expecting to go to fucking rehab. I was expecting it to be like military school or some shit. And I was waiting for him to not have any hair left. Like, like, I'm trying to understand what you mean by, like, predictable, whereas, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't... So, Rich, you're getting, like, you're getting too so, granular. Uh, yeah, like, they did minor twists on the tropes. Like, and, and I'm not saying this movie was bad. It's perfectly fine. Watch it. It's, it's I enjoyed a cute it. movie. It, it's way better than some of the other shit we've watched on here, but it's incredibly predictable. Like, it, it does zero new to, like, teen comedy movies. Like, if you're all about teen comedies, perfectly serviceable, watch it, uh, good metal music, like, they picked stuff, but, like, what I'm saying is, everything from point A to point Z, you could basically predict what happened, minus, yeah, okay, little twist, like, oh, he, the girl did just, like, was totally down to bang immediately, or the kid got sent to rehab or, you know, whatever, instead of a boarding But, like, that's an incredibly minor difference. Like, the trope is still the dad sends the friend away, and then the other friend has to go rescue the friend, like, from the uh, the situation. Yeah, it's, that is still but, but the trope. I'm, I'm it's, sorry. It's but, comedy but that's, movies. That's, that's, co- that's not just comedy. That's every fucking movie. Like, so yeah, that's many... why I don't like movies. Let's stop overanalyzing this shit like that, then. Like, every movie has is the same three act. Every everything you see, play, musical, everything, three acts, beginning, middle, end. By the end, you have to go rescue someone in some way, sense, or form. Every movie, you can boil it down to that. I mean, no, like there's a you're making a vast generalization that is pretty accurate but not entirely true but it's also why you know this movie's like slightly above average not like something amazing and, like and just so like every every comedy movie very predictable like there are very few comedy movies where you're like holy shit i didn't see that coming especially this type of comedy movie but like this one the difference is there are comedy movies that do it poorly, and you're just kind of like, all right, yep, no. Uh, I forget what we were talking about uh, like a week or two ago, Rich, but we were talking about something where like everything. I think it was the the Arrowverse. Uh, like we were complaining about like like Lena and um and Kara's like argument where like really if they would have just simply spent five seconds fucking talking to each other, all of their their fucking issues would have gone away. And you have your your comedy movies that do that. 
that do the same thing that the fucking Arrowverse constantly does, where they manufacture drama by just not letting people communicate. And then you have com- like comedy movies that do it more like this, where like all the characters just kind of have their own internal issues that drive them apart. And like I in- like I thought Metal Lords was good. Like I enjoyed it. Like being predictable doesn't make it a bad movie. It just means that like it follows the template of what these movies are. It just does it in a good way. Like it wasn't about the two kids. Like it wasn't about the two friends. Like I said, the the most. The thing that I expected to happen, especially when he went and did that wedding with the other band, was that he was going to agree to, like, play with that other band, and that was going to piss off the friend. And it did, don't get me wrong. But, like, that wasn't the thing that, like, drove that final nail in the coffin. It was that the friend is, like, he had his own issues going on about, like, not fitting in and all of that. And the way that he expressed that was through anger and isolation of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why at the end, where it's like, oh, the dad didn't send him to, like, like Drew said, like, it wasn't military school, it wasn't boarding school, like, it wasn't that cliche, like, Bill and Ted, like, if you guys don't do well on your history test, you're going to the fucking military academy. It was, yeah, no, like, you obviously have issues. You just spent $20,000 on my credit card. Um, You need to go someplace and, like, talk to people, because obviously I'm a bad dad and can't help you, but, like, you need to do something. And... Like, that was different. And, like, it worked because it, it led to a funny scene with fucking um, Joe Manganella as, like, like you said, Rich, the the former metalhead who got sober himself and then decided to get a fucking psychiatrist, uh, a psychology degree and go, like, help other people. Telling this kid, it's like, okay, so you don't do drugs, you don't drink, you're just kind of angry, but you're also 17. Like, come with me. Pointing to the kid that is actually, like, hooked on drugs and a fucking problem and going, like, this kid's fucked up. He needs my help. You're, you're going home. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling them to make you leave. Like, the fucking board's scared of me. They'll agree to it. Like, you're out of here on Monday. Like, that was unexpected. Cause, like, you really did expect that, like, he would, like, sneak out or something like that. Well, yeah. And, like, he, he, he did have, still have to sneak out because they had to do the whole, like, they had to do that whole sneaking out thing. But it's just. Oh, 100%. I, I don't know. When it, 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 I never, Look at a movie and, and watch a movie and think, oh, that was predictable. Oh, that was, that was, I was, that's, that's, like, I, I, I can't sit here and say that anything was predictable because even if it follows tropes, I'm not sitting here looking for the tropes. I'm hitting, sitting here watching a fucking movie. Well, the thing is when the tropes just smack you in the face for 98 minutes, like... Okay, I, I... But here's the thing. I watch every fucking Marvel movie. This, the tropes apparently would smack me in the face in that. I don't see them. I'm watching a fucking awesome movie with great acting and great action. Like... And, you know, some of the Marvel movies, the action and acting overcome the tropes way more than this for me. Like, like, like I said, this is not bad. We have watched way, way, way worse movies. Like, almost everything we've watched has been worse than that. And, like, but, I, just, just, Rich, for you, I, I just w- want to make sure that, that you fully get, I don't think, I, I know I'm not, I don't think Drew is either. Neither of us are saying it's a bad thing that stuff was predictable or tropey. Like, I genuinely enjoyed the movie. I laughed during the movie. It's just, like, it's, it happens. Like, it's common. Like, every movie has something in it that's predictable. Like, the worst, the worst case of it is, like, a, Generally, like, a mystery movie or, like, something like that where, like, if you know what's going to happen in that case, that's a bad movie. 
Like, do you guys remember that movie Secret Window with Johnny Depp? Like, that's a bad movie. Um, I I I heard somebody say no when I was talking, and don't I don't know who it was. Who did it. it was me. I I I vaguely remember that movie. Never seen. Right. So ju- very quickly in that movie, Johnny Depp is like some sort of like reclusive like like novelist. I think it's actually based on a Stephen King book. Um, and throughout this this like weird, creepy like southern dude keeps showing up and like being stalkerish and creepy and just giving off like a bad vibe i think he might have like done some shady stuff too like murdered some people or something don't 100 percent remember but like very early in the movie i think i was actually i think i actually saw it with vogel we both basically said like oh this guy is him like like he is like he is like like um he's disassociating and like everything that we're seeing like this other guy do it's actually johnny depp's character doing it and he just doesn't know it. He thinks it's two different people. Like, he thinks it, it, it's another person doing these things to him. And, like, at the end of the movie, they do that whole, like, show you the, um, the scenes that the, the, the other guy with air quotes was doing. And, but it was Johnny Depp doing them all. And it's like, yep, the, that's what this movie fucking was. Uh huh. And, like, that sucks. Like, when you're, like, half an hour into a two hour movie and you've already fucking called that. In this one, it's like, oh, th- these kids are going to get into a fight. Like, it's a comedy movie. It's 100% going to happen. If they manage to make it through this movie and there was no conflict between the two main characters, then it's not really a movie. Because like you said, Rich, every movie is a three-act structure. There has to be a co- some sort of conflict because you have to have that point of no return and then like like your hero getting like beyond it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that they could – There were there were other story beats I feel like they could have spent more time on instead. Like – they never really gave you a good salute, like, like a good outcome with like the kids that were obviously bullies. Like, yeah, they just they, like disappear. they kind of well, they wrapped that up by like the big bully that got suspended because of the kid with the long hair. Um, finds out what a mosh pit is, and suddenly like yeah. life is okay. I'm like, okay, that's funny. Like he has aggression issues, so like the mosh pit is what helps him get that out. But like, no, that there, that's not like he he was going to kick the shit out of the kids. Out of, out of, I can't remember the, the metal kid's name. I don't remember. Um, uh, Hunter. His name was Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Like, he was going to go kick the shit out of Hunter. And it's not like, oh, he gets his aggression out with a mosh pit. He gets stopped with a mosh pit. And a mosh pit stops him from being able to do whatever he does. Like, there's probably still resentment because it's, it's, it's a slice of life. Like, it's an, it's a time frame of these kids' lives. This douchebag bully still has fucking resentment for being a fucking douchebag. Oh, 100%. Like, but if you watch that scene, so, so you're right. So he's starting to, he's starting to push his way up to the stage. The, the, the guitarist singer from the other band that actually ended up being like an okay guy who really had like Dave Franco vibes. Oh, um, absolutely. Tried to stop him and the, the, the guy basically shoves him away. And then you're right. Like he gets to the mosh pit and people keep shoving him back. And like he, like it, he looks like he's about to punch somebody because he doesn't understand what the fucking mosh pit is. And then he sees everybody else doing it. And he gets, like, this, like, slight smile, and, like, you see him kind of lean into the mosh pit. Like, like he, he gets it now, and that's the last you see of him. See, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that from that. What I got from that was he still wants to beat people up, and he was getting ready to fight people, but the mosh pit kept him from fighting people. Like, he, I, like I saw, like, I didn't catch the smile, but what I caught was he still wants to fucking beat people up for, like, knocking into him and pushing him over. Like, the, the, the kid who started the mosh pit with him, like, knew what was going on, and stopped him from doing it, and let the band continue to play. No, and, like, that's, that part of it is true, but 
after he saw what the mosh pit was, you could see that, like, he realized that, like, that was a thing that he could enjoy. And there just wasn't, like, there was not resolution to that, that bit. And um, again, doesn't make it a bad movie. It's just they left that kind of, like, dangling plot thread of, like, this kid has been kind of shitty throughout the movie at various times. Um, and then, like, you bring him back for that minute to not actually have it go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think his comeuppance was he got held up in a mosh pit that probably beat him up more so than he would have beat up anybody else. Eh, I wouldn't call that a comeuppance, though. I I mean, he he was going to knock somebody out, and people might have knocked him out more. Yeah. So, I don't know if you caught it, though. Um, This movie was done by um the guys... Uh, I, the director was one of the guys from Game of Thrones, and the other guy from Game of Thrones was, like, an, uh, a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, And they proved... They're not great at sticking landings. So, um, but, um, a, a side note just for people involved with making the movie. Fucking Tom Morello was like the, the like music producer or whatever for this. I think he was executive producer or producer in general. No, like, like in the end credits, there was a, like, he was like the music producer. Like, I think he was, he was the person that was like helping them pick what music to have in it and like, Probably the way that they got, like, fucking Rob Halford and Kirk Hammond and shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, I'm sure Netflix can... Th- Actually, you know what? Right now, Netflix probably can't throw the money around for that. But, like, I'm sure, like, having Tom Morello, where, like, he probably has the, their, those guys, like, phone numbers. be like, hey, do you guys have, like, a couple hours to spare on, like, a Sunday to come, like, film, like, 15 lines for a movie? Yeah. I could be totally wrong about that, though. But that's... That is what I would like to believe happened. But... It was, I thought it was a fun movie. Like, like it had laughs. Um, and like, I realized they weren't really playing at the end there, but like, they looked good playing. Yeah, they did. I, I, I wasn't sure if they were or weren't playing actually, were, were or were not actually playing at the end. Like, I couldn't tell, but I'm not that much of a music player to really know. It's always hard to tell in movies because they have gotten very good at like editing stuff. Um, I think, like, the, the kid playing drums, I think, like, he could play, like, he did learn how to play a little bit, because um, there were scenes where, like, it definitely looked like he was hitting the drums at in time, and it wasn't, like, weird shots where they were showing, like, hit, like the hands move, but not his face. And same thing with, like, the kid, like, the, the guitarist, um, like, he was definitely doing things that, like, the way his hands were moving and the sounds coming from the guitar were definitely, like, how that should be. Whether, like, he, whether it was actually them playing, though, like, you never know. Because they could have just had, like, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. They could have learned the songs and how they go, but not had, like, the speed and the skill to pull it off, like, flawlessly like they needed it. So they had them do the motions, but then, like, dubbed it with the actual tracks. Like, basically what they do for music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly don't know about the girl, because I don't know anything about cello. So I don't really know, like, it looks like she was playing the cello. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I don't know. Uh, they looked good trying to play them if they weren't actually playing them. Um, but I think I don't know. I like, I I I enjoyed this movie. I, I very much enjoyed it. I would. I it, it is a movie that I'd probably sit there and watch again if I if I had the time or if I wanted to. And it was it was fun. It was silly. There was nothing serious. It was. I mean, there was some serious, but it was like all comedy serious. Like it was like. It was it was a good time. I mean, I think there there were a few things in there that were like that did hit a more serious tone. That they, I don't know if they were purposely skirting around some of it, but like like the girl definitely has some sort of like mental health stuff going on. Like she, I 
I don't remember if they ever actually said what she took the pills for. No, they never said what she took the pills for, but... But, like, she definitely had, like, some anger management issues just based on, like, how she reacted to, like, certain things in the movie and the way that, like, there were quite a few teachers that were just fucking scared of her. Yeah, I mean, it's the anger issues, the way she reacts, and she, like, almost cracked a kid's skull. So it makes sense that the teachers would be afraid of her. Yeah, and to be fair, like, that, like, uh, Hunter deserved that. Like, the way he came into that class and, like, singled her out, like, he deserved the chair thrown at him. Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, like, frankly, the, the teacher should have shut that down way sooner. The teacher shouldn't have just been in the back. All right, that's enough. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it's, I mean, when you have a teen movie, you always have shitty, shitty adults. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. I've, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never seen an early, sla- or like a, a teen movie or early teens movie where the adults were not shitty. Like, yeah. It's, it's a shame. I f- almost feel like this movie, like, it was not too short and it was not too long. I think it probably could have either done better if a little bit of it was cut to elaborate on some other things, or if it had, like, maybe, like, 15 extra minutes with just some of the, the character, like, development. I, I See, I think it was the perfect length, because if you were to add that 15 extra minutes, like, the 15 extra minutes would have been the argument between um Kevin and uh Emily, where he's like, oh... She kissed me while we were in the hot tub and I was drunk and I'm sorry. Or it would have been, like, stupid stuff that would not have mattered. Like, I feel like adding 15 minutes would have cushioned it too much to where, like, maybe it would have lost its, 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 its spark. Whereas, like, if they took any time out, like, you are, you already said, like, there's, there's threads that you feel like they didn't really touch on well enough. If they took anything out, it, it, there just would have been even more of that. Untouched, so those untouched threads. So to to be fair, when I said take out, I I didn't mean like remove entirely. I meant like replace. Cause, um, the o- like like I said, so there was the stuff with like the bully that I feel like wasn't it, it didn't have a a satisfying resolution. And I also just felt like um the, the girl's name was Emily, right? Yes. I thought like her kind of like wrap up at the end where like Hunter apologizes to her and she just goes like I can't do this. Um, okay. I thought that. That resolution just, it was obviously happening. Like, we, we knew she was going to be there at the end, but I just felt like it almost happened a little too quickly and a little too easily. Like, there was nothing in between to kind of show, like, what made her change her mind. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, like, if, if there was something else in that movie that, like, they could have shortened or cut a little bit of, and then just gave us something else to sort of tie those two bits together at the end, I think it would have just made it flow a little better. So I think um when it comes to Emily and the whole, like, I'm not ready, I think that was literally, like, she was, n- like, because of her mental issues, like, that was her best way of explaining, like, I need to go get, like, I need to go get ready. Like, when she's like, I'm not ready, and then runs off, I don't think that was supposed to be meant to be, like, she's not ready to forgive him. I think when, at the end, when she shows up, she's like, I'm ready now, it's like, she she had trouble communicating actually what was needed. See, like, I, I think that would be the, and that's a problem right there because that's not how I read that at all. I read that as that, like, she does, ha- she has, like, obviously has some, like, social anxiety esque things. Um, just with the, like, with body language. Like, you could tell, like, she just wasn't super comfortable in certain, like, one on one situations. Um, and I got, like, that scene felt very much of, like, 
that this kid treated her like shit from like the moment they met. Um, she was not ready to like forgive him and like be friends with him. Um, I mean, I think that's part of like that's that could be part of a dis like like part of the the movie is this discussion of like well what what was it actually meant for like like that doesn't need to have a clean clear cut answer. I mean, you're not wrong, and like frankly, like it's a teen comedy movie, like. It's not meant to be like dissected it's, like this, so. I, but it's also not. It's not always meant to be super heavy. But like when I when she first ran away and was like, "I need more time" or whatever, and ran off, or "I'm not ready for this" or whatever she said and ran off. Like I was in that same mindset. Like, oh, I get it. She she can't forgive him right away. He was an asshole. Blah blah blah. But like when she showed up and thinking about it more, when she shows up, she's like, "Now I'm ready." I'm like, you know, it's. Earlier on, she had the conversation with with Kevin, where where he's like, "Don't do it for him, do it for me," and and everything, and like that's probably where she was at. And then he uh, like her saying, "I'm not ready." It's like now I'm ready. He's like, "Oh, she didn't really know how to communicate with how what, like what she actually needed." And like I, I think I think you're hitting part of it where. I don't think it has anything to do with her not being able to communicate. I literally think that she was not ready to, like, forgive and forget with Hunter. But I think, like, what you just said before about, like, the way that Kevin was like, uh, like, don't do it for him sort of thing. I think for her, like, that ending bit was supposed to be more of a, like, she is now doing it for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's not doing it for Kevin either. Like, she's doing it because it's the thing that she wants to do. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I... Again, like, it doesn't have to, like, spell it out. I was just simply saying, like, in my, like, personally, I think, like, if they would have, like, trimmed down a few other pieces that, like, just didn't need to be there, or, like, just shortened them a little bit, and added an extra scene between, like, her leaving and then her showing up to just tie it together, it would have just, again, tied it together. You see, Mm -hmm. the only thing that would have tied it together, the only thing they would have added was going to be another trope, and uh, tropes aren't good, but it would have been the montage of her getting metal. But Um, again, like, did not say tropes are bad. Like, that's what you're taking away. Tropes are not bad. Tropes done bad are bad. Tropes can be good. Every movie has tropes. Every single movie. That's why they're tropes, because everything does it. You're You're associating tropes... And predictability with bad, and those things are not bad. They're only bad if the movie is does them poorly. I'm look. I just like I. That's what when I hear tro- yeah when I hear tropey and when I hear predictability, I'm like I hear like it's it's not good or it's it's like and I, you guys ever said it's not good, but like the thing that gets me is when we you mentioned it earlier this week. Drew responded with yeah, it's a movie. Well, what did you expect from Drew? He doesn't fucking like anything fun. <laughs> Sorry, know. Drew. I like plenty of fun, just not predictable, tropey movies. <laughs> what an asshole! And and that's that's like if if you if you throw in one more trope, this movie he and if we threw in any more tropes, if we threw in the metal montage, turning her metal, like which would have been the second, third montage of the movie. Yeah, but the one thing that that you can't have enough of are montages when they're done well. Every Rocky movie is made better by the montage. Every Rocky movie Rocky is movie. a montage. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say it's basically just montages. And you know what? You know which? You know which Rocky movie is the worst? Five, because it doesn't have enough montages. They fucking peak with montages in Rocky Four, and then fucking five happens, and it's a fucking nightmare. But yeah, no tropes. Tropes and predictability are, are not like intrinsically bad, and like. 
Drew just doesn't like movies. We all know that. Like, we he could watch we could watch the best fucking movie in the world, and I and if I would have said, Paddington hey, that wasn't two. bad, he would have said, yeah, it was certainly a movie. So so Paddington too. Why so is why is that such a good movie? It's, it's I bet it subverts a fuck ton of tropes. It, it's, I bet it's, it, it goes trope, and then it's like, oh nope, you didn't expect that, and it's like, ah oh, yeah, look at that. It, it did the thing, and then didn't do the thing. It's rated higher than fucking uh 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 Citizen Kane on on um uh what's it called uh Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, dude, Paddington is ninety seven, and Paddington Two is ninety nine. Yep. I, just speaking of Paddington, have you guys are, have you guys seen? There's somebody I don't I don't know if they've missed the day yet. There's somebody on Twitter who photoshops Paddington into a different movie scene every day, <laughs> um, and it's literally just like like the Twitter like name is basically I photoshop Paddington every day until I forget. And the last time I saw it, like um, it was actually the week around um, the Will Smith slap. He had done like 400 in a row, and like some of them aren't aren't great. Some of them are just fucking phenomenal. No, um, I've never seen that one. Yeah, like he 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 photoshopped Paddington into the the scene into the Will Smith slap bit when when <laughs> when Will is sitting back in his chair like after he says keep your wife's name out of my fucking mouth and Paddington like has like the like ooh look on his face like in in the chair behind him. I'm gonna see if I can find that that Twitter account real quick. Oh guys, I'll be right back. Yeah. Oh no, what did Chase do now? Uh oh. Uh oh. Totally got that squirrel, didn't he? <laughs> oh no. Do you, do you think Rich will actually be back? <laughs> Here, I'm going to send you guys the, uh, well, Rich can't hear this, but I'm sending the, the Twitter account with the Paddington stuff. And like I said, some of them, not great. Some of them, fucking phenomenal. The one from May 7th, the Three Ninjas, that one's good. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the, There's a couple after that that are pretty good. Like, <laughs> I like the Star Trek one. Yeah, right? And, like, sometimes he blends it, like, he blends them in really well sometimes. You actually have to, like, open the picture and, like, look for them. Oh, the, the Buzz Lightyear one. This is really bad, like, um, audio content. But I will put this person's, um, Twitter handle in, in the show notes. It's, uh, Jay the Chow. So J-A-Y-T-H-E-C-H-O-U. And yeah, just every day, different image of Paddington in, a, in, like, a movie scene. <laughs> the birdcage. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, collateral is the the one with Jamie Foxx in the taxi cab and him in the background. Yeah, yeah, no, that one is really well done. Who's or... taller, Paddington or Tom Cruise? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, the one after that one from Alien is also very good. All like most of the ones from Alien are very good. <laughs> Man, Rich is missing all of this. Poor guy. He sure is. Oh, uh, the kid Paddington has the chest burst. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, like this. Honestly, like it, it's stuff like this may, that makes me want to actually like watch these Paddington movies just to see what the fuck is going on. Oh, the Queen's Gambit one's pretty good because he's like way in the background. Uh, when was that one? On April twenty second. Oh, okay. Well, I guess while we're waiting for Rich to come back, though. Um, did you, uh, like, we're, we're not going to announce it yet, but did you have anything you wanted to do for next book club? Oh, may, like, part of me wants to do the raid redemption. The raid redemption? It's, I, I always forget which is the better one, the raid redemption or the raid two, but the, one of them is arguably the greatest action martial arts movie of all time. Like, I think I, it's the raid two. I think you're right. I think the raid two is, like, the one that people, like, 
love it, it, it's like a korean movie right like a korean yeah. martial arts movie one of them dave lang rates every movie ever against it's definitely the raid two okay it's I, how many raid twos out of five <laughs> i'm i'm watching it's like a hawk because but i forget if it's I, streaming anywhere i moved the doggy gate back towards the living room and i have a cracker set up by the sliding glass door chase come here and and the side glass door is pushed open. I'm hoping he like sees the cracker and then didn't run. Hopefully, he doesn't run it. Just takes the cracker and bolts into the living room. <laughs> I don't even know if Richie can hear us. I don't know if he's wearing his headphones. I, I, no, I don't know either. I can. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, I, like I might walk away quickly. Man, do this shit on your own time. I I also have a friggin' wasp in my fucking living room that I've been staring at this time too. So don't even. Don't even. Man, your house is a fucking disaster, man. It's it's a zoo. Why don't you just abandon it? I wish. Like, just s- sell it to your sister. <laughs> wow. But, Drew, do you want to do the Raid 2? Uh, can you confirm for me if the Raid 2 is streaming anywhere? Um, It's on HBO Max. Oh, is it? Yeah, and Hulu. Mm. It is. It, it does appear to only be subtitled. That's fine. It's a fucking movie where people are just hitting the shit out of each other. I don't know that the story really matters much in the raid. That's fair. That is fair. But yeah, it, it's on HBO Max and Hulu. So, what do you use to find? So- oh, uh, justwatch.com. Okay. Um, it's cool. Like it, it can find ninety nine percent of things. Um, yeah. And it actually shows you like where it's streaming or re- where it's rentable or buyable and like what the cost is. The cost isn't always 100%, though. Like, sometimes, like, the, the website cost has, like, gone up since, like, it's the last time the database pulled it. And um, if you do an, like, I have an account set up for it because I have the app on my phone. It's not just the website. And I have all the streaming platforms that, like, I, I have access to saved. So it will, um, it'll just pop up right away. Like, this is not on anything you have. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, I like this site. It's, I found very few things that, like, it didn't have at all. Though a couple of times things were just, um, they weren't, like, their search algorithm isn't great. So, like, I've sometimes typed in, like, the exact title of a thing, and it was not the first thing. Like, I had to, like, scroll through, like, 20 items before I found it. But, you know, like, I have heard the raid is very good, and I think you're right, like, it's probably light on the story. So, like, I'd be willing to watch this. And I'm, like, 95% sure that this is, like, the raid 2 is the one that Dave Lang always says is, like, the best yeah, movie of all time. Yeah, like- in my head, I can hear him say, like, them talking about a movie on GFB radio, and then him giving it, like, three Raid 2s out of five. I have definitely heard him say that before, too. As I'm, like, sneezing and trying to, like, mute myself. <laughs> and you know what? We could, at some point, do a double feature and watch both Paddington movies. They're both on streaming platforms. Oh, man, maybe we should just do Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paddington, the first one is on Netflix, the second one is on HBO Max. Okay. And, like, they're kids' movies. They can't be that long, right? So, okay, Paddington 2 is an hour 44, and Paddington is an hour 30. So they're they're both right around 90 minutes. That's not bad. Wow, the Raid 2 is actually pretty long. Two and a half hours. Do you think Rich is going to make it back? I don't know. But I have nothing to contribute about Doctor Strange, so... You mean you didn't go see it? No, I totally even didn't even know it was coming out until Sunday when we are out of friends watching wrestling, and they were like, oh, it was so good. I was like, oh, yeah, about do, that. do you... <laughs> Have you ever seen the Evil Dead movies? Nope. Okay, never mind then. You might you might enjoy Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. Um just as being like cuz they are purposely campy. Right. 
So, like, you know, they're, like, horror movies, and, like, there's, for being, like, especially, like, Evil Dead 2 for being, like, a mid-80s horror movie, like, it's very low budget, but it does have some, like, creepy shit in it, but it's also, like, you know, it's very campy, like, it's, it's like, Bruce Campbell at, like, his best. It's very weird, though, because the Evil Dead 1, oh, Jesus, um, the Evil Dead 1 and the Evil Dead 2 are, are just basically remakes of each other, so, okay, Evil Dead 1, it's Bruce Campbell as Ash, and it's him and a group of friends going to a cabin for, like, the weekend, and then, like, they, they find the Necronomicon, and all the shit happens, and bad times, um, he loses an arm, everyone's dead, like, all that stuff. The sequel is Bruce Campbell as Ash with both arms taking his girlfriend to the cabin for, like, the weekend where they then find the Necronomicon and everything goes to shit. So it's basically, like, Raimi did Evil Dead 1 on, like, a low budget, and, like, that was, like, his, like, proof of concept, essentially. And then a few years later, I think he just got, like, a budget and could, like, redo the movie. But instead of just remaking it, he's just called it a sequel. (laughs) <laughs> and then Army of Darkness is actually a sequel to Evil Dead 2. They're fun, though. They're stupid, but they're fun. I'm still watching. I had to go move the dog's water because fucking squirrel's drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my door cracked and I'm watching. To see He's not going to. Probably not. But. So just come on back and we'll, we'll finish this show up. Nope, he's gone. No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I just hear it. Which is why I'm like, I'm like yeah, maybe... But I mean, if he leaves, he's not going to turn around and run back in. He's not going to get outside and be like, oh, this isn't where I want to be, and then come back in. I don't want to keep my door open. Oh, it's fine. It's nice out. First of all, I don't want the stupid cat to get outside. That's not your problem. That's not your... That cat is not your responsibility. They should have put it in their bedroom. And second of all, I don't want any other critter. I'm already dealing with a fucking bee. Or wasp, or whatever. Well, you know what? That sounds like a personal problem. Give me one second. I'll go reset it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Only Richie would have a fucking squirrel in his house that he's fucking battling like Tom and Jerry. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So for any, in case that didn't get picked up, um, we could hear Richie in the far background, just silence and then shit. (laughs) And that was it. Oh, man. Well, Drew, how's your week been? Oh, slow. (laughs) That sounds about right. That unfortunately sounds about right. How was your uh, wrestling thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I can talk about that. Uh, AEW was in Philly two weeks ago, and it was pretty fucking awesome. Was it, like, anything uh, special or just, a like, a normal... No, it was their normal weekly Dynamite Live show, and they taped uh, their Friday night show, Rampage, as well. Uh, one of Sarah's friends asked her to go with them, and so I was like, man, I'm jealous. And she was like, well, just buy a ticket and go. I was like, maybe I will. And... I got a ticket for like 35 or $40 off StubHub in the lower level and then even moved closer because I was checking StubHub all day. So I knew there was a row one section over that had five empty seats in it, at least, and just went and sat in one of them. Nice. I, I always like stuff like that where you like even like Phillies games, like you yeah. go to a Phillies game and like the section's empty. So you just move closer. Yeah, like no one. The security wasn't really checking. So it was a just okay. Act like I'm supposed to be there, and I went and sat. Like, yeah, and generally, like nobody cares. Like, if nobody's sitting there, nobody cares. Because, yeah. like, I, yeah, and it's not like I would have fought someone who was like, "Oh, you're in my seat," and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I must have been in the wrong row," and then just moved up or down a row or two. Yeah, to another empty spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it like it's not like you went to like the like 
You didn't, like, move to the front at the railing. <laughs> no. I did, yeah, I did not go onto the floor. Although there was a row that had an empty seat in it, but down they, there, they were actually checking, like, people's... Yeah, which, yeah. like, that's usually how they do that. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you have, like, the really good seats, they're at least checking before they let you, like, head that way. But, like, once you're there, like, generally you can just go wherever you want. Like, yeah. if there's an empty row, like, eight rows ahead of where you're at, and you move up there, no one really comes over and says anything unless the people whose seats they are show up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at wrestling things, do people even really, like, stay at their seat? Yeah. Okay. Whenever they show shit on TV, like, everyone's, like, standing up and crowded together, so I just assumed that people didn't really stay at their seats. No, I mean, they're all generally at their seat, or, like, right around where their seat should be. Okay. I don't know. It always, it always just looks more chaotic when you see, like, clips or something. It also depends, like, exactly where the show is, so this was at Leacora's Center, which, like, is an arena and has pretty defined seating areas, whereas stuff at, like, the 2300 Arena, where it's just them putting down chairs on the floor, like, that might get a little more loose with people being in their seats. Is that that one, like, right in Philly, like, kind of off Columbus? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it used to be the ECW arena. Oh, okay. And it's changed names a few times. It's now the 2300 arena, because that's the address. It's 2300 Swanson Street, I believe. But, Poor Chase. Uh, right? But yeah, so that was good. And then I've gone to a couple of concerts. Oh, what you gonna say? Uh, I saw Pup on Friday. Uh, they're a Canadian, like, emo, pop, punk band. They were pretty good. Okay. Um, I've heard that name before. I don't know that I've ever listened. Yeah, they're like that kind of pop-punky, a little more punky than like pop-punk, but in that vein. And um, Monday the 2nd, I had gone to see uh, Catbite, We Are The Union, and Eve 6, although I left like three songs in the set. Can't say I blame you. Yeah, I mean, I was there to see We Are The Union, and then Catbite had gotten added after the fact. Um, apparently, originally, so that show was originally supposed to happen on the 1st, Sunday the 1st, but the Queen double booked down in Wilmington, so they moved the We Are The Union Eve 6 show to Monday, and they had planned to do a surprise show on Monday in Philly with Catbite, and We Are The Union in Eve 6. But since that got the show on the first got delayed, they were like, do you just want to come still play with us in Wilmington on the second? And they were like, yeah, sure. So Captain just got added to that show. And I was talking to the, I I was talking to their drummer a little bit after the drummer from Capite a little bit after the show, which is how I think. And they're trying to reschedule the show they had scheduled for January, but that Capite delayed because of COVID spike. That, that Omicron spike. They're trying to reschedule that for November, maybe at the uh, First Unitarian Church. Okay. Ha- have you noticed how many fucking concerts are happening in Asbury Park all of a sudden? Uh, I mean, Asbury Park's a pretty big concert place. I know, but... So, I should rephrase that. That, like, there are a lot of concerts happening where that is the only place they're stopping anywhere near us. I can't 100% say I really noticed, but I guess I probably haven't looked enough at Asbury Park's show date. Yeah, so like, Census Fail was supposed to play back in April, and they canceled that entire tour. Um, 
so that because that like they they got an opportunity for like a different tour. I forget who they're playing with now, but they 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 um they put tickets up for their new tour, and the closest date they have to us um over the summer is in Asbury Park. Oh, um, it's like Asbury Park and like Hershey, PA. I like there, okay. there have been like three or four other ones where like I've gotten like a Live Nation or like a Ticketmaster like email like hey presale's happening soon and I click on it and the closest place that the band's playing is fucking Asbury Park and it sounds like Richie's back yeah you sound did winded you catch the squirrel no I did not catch a squirrel you can't <laughs> tell by asshole. how miserable he sounds fucking asshole came out was right next to the fucking door tried to jump up on the wall <laughs> and then ran back into the um. Ran back into the back room. That's I, I. That's when I was like, "You fucking dumbass," or something like that. I don't know. But then I had to struggle with the fucking cage because that thing sucks to set that up. <laughs> that's reset up, and hopefully, hopefully he's not too smart because I set up the bait at the very back. Hopefully he doesn't walk around it to grab the bait. Hopefully he goes right through it. I don't know. From everything you've you've explained so far, that squirrel is smarter than you. Squirrel tried to jump up on the fucking wall. Squirrels can climb anything. Yeah, but he can't climb his way out of the fucking house. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to. Like, he, he gets the fucking enjoyment of watching you fucking run around in a circle trying to get him out of the house. This is a this is a straight Tom and Jerry situation, and you're fucking Tom. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Census Fail is playing with the U's. There you go. And, like, I'd love to go to that one. Not gonna drive to fucking Asbury Park. I'm going up to Asbury Park the night before that for Dashboard Confessional and Andrew McMahon. I, I think that was another one that I that I saw that was like in Asbury Park, and it's like that's like just far enough away that like I don't want to do that drive and then have to drive back late at night. That one's also playing in Philly, I believe. Okay, I'm 99 percent sure. Yeah, I, I know there've been a few of them. I think like a day to remember is playing Asbury Park, and it's like it's not like it's like far far away. Like it's not like it's a, like a New York concert, but it's just one of those like. It's a hassle, because, like, we have to leave early, we have to medicate the dog, like, mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, you spend all that time at a concert, and then, like, if it's in Philly or something, like, you know, maybe an hour to get home if you take the train. Um, If you yeah. drive, it's even quicker. Um, But, like, there, it's, like, an hour and a half drive. It's, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to drive that fucking long, like, at, like, 11 o'clock at night. That just sounds fucking terrible. I hate driving to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to get a hotel somewhere in that area after dashboard and then probably just go actually check out more of asbury park the next day yeah which check like out the boardwalk and whatnot which does make like some amount of sense yeah uh rich so while you were gone um drew picked the next um the next thing it was uh raid two right okay yeah you heard yeah so uh in two weeks we'll be watching the raid two which is on i think i said hbo max yes yep hbo max and hulu and it's rentable places too yeah so Rich, do you want to talk about Doctor Strange? Yeah, let's talk about Doctor Strange. All right. So I guess um, before we spoil anything, um, what did you think of the movie just in broad strokes? It was exactly what I was expecting from this movie in all the right ways. Like, it was what I wanted. It was It's what I was expecting. Not in a throwback, not in a tropey, like, I, I, I predictable way, but in a I expected this movie to be kind of out there, kind of wild, kind of Sam Raimi. Uh, very Sam Raimi, and I absolutely had a blast from beginning to end. Yeah, this movie had all of the Sam Raimi tropes. All of them. Every fucking single one of them. That's not a bad thing, Rich. Told you earlier, tropes aren't bad. It's okay, stop yelling. I'm not, I'm not yelling. <laughs> I gotta keep calm, because that's when the squirrel comes out, is when it's calm. 
It's hard um, to keep calm while you're staring at a wasp trying to fly out the fucking window and, and and stuff too though. Yeah. Um I also like I liked it. Um I think I think the first Doctor Strange was better though. I do I did like the first one better than this one. I think some of the stuff this one did though was maybe some of the best stuff that the MCU has done in a long time. Just mm-hmm. like as a full movie, I enjoyed the first one better. Um it's been a while since I watched the first like since uh, I mean, same. Uh, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I haven't, I haven't watched the first one since since uh, Infinity War or Endgame. So, like, since right before Endgame. So it's it's been a while. It's hard for me to say, uh, like, if I like the first one better. But I, I, I can say, like, I, I can understand, like, this one not like hitting all the notes for some people or, uh, really like very appealing to a lot of people. Um, I had to throw down a warning to my brother that um, this might not be the best choice for a seven-year-old daughter, seven- and four-year-old daughters. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, this was probably, obviously, like, all these movies have violence, but there's a level of fatality in this one oh, yeah. that, like, isn't really, like, you know that people die in these other movies, Um, like, but it's always, like, aliens like like when they're straight up killing things it's aliens yeah and then like when the heroes die you don't really see them die per se like you don't watch natasha die like like she falls off the cliff but you don't see the impact yeah you don't see the impact you see her after she hits and it's not visceral it's because she fell a long way she wouldn't have just hit the ground yeah she would have splattered but like they didn't do that. She just she drops and she hits, and you see like normal people take blows that not a normal person could take, and they're generally fine. And it's when it comes to humans and human death and human killing, it's always implied. Whereas in this one, it's like there there wild. was some fucking there was some brutal stuff in this one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Our friends on Sunday were saying like this was probably close to borderline R rated oh, with I, some of the violence. So, I. I I had to text my brother, and I said, it's very Sam Raimi, and it rides a very hard PG-13, if not close to R, at some points. Like, like th- th- there is one scene that we'll talk about when we're spoiling things, that, like, I, like, my, j- I dropped, my jaw dropped. Like, yeah. it was, it was the most visceral death. Like, not just in, like, not just in an MCU movie. Like, it, it wasn't bloody, but it was just the most, like, holy shit I ca- I have never seen somebody die that fucking like just I I can't I can't even explain and, it without and, spoiling it yet. <laughs> and that's that's the thing like the the part of this movie that like really blows my mind that we've not seen in a Marvel movie. But and I, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like the, the, these movies have to evolve. Is the gore and there's a lot of gore. There's like viscera. Like uh, in that scene that that uh you're talking about the second death you see in that scene like. It's just insane. Even the third death. The third death was the worst in that scene. And that might be the one that you're talking about. Um, no, I think the one I'm talking about is the first death. The first... Oh, yeah. The first death was wild. Um, um, like, all of those deaths were, like... It was one of those things where I half expected them. Um, but I just didn't expect what we got. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I, I knew that... I knew that was going to happen, essentially. But, like... I like I said, I was expecting superhero implied deaths. I wasn't expecting yeah, like, even Deadpool wasn't that just visceral with the deaths. Like, yeah. like the Deadpool movies, and even like Wolverine stuff. Like, yeah, Wolverine is fucking stabbing people with giant metal claws. But like, that's like you're 
you're never really seeing the like grittiness of that. Yeah. Like it's so, either from like far away or it's just like him shoving his claws in and then pulling them out and the person like falling to the ground. Like some of these things were just like just like almost he- like if somebody's neck was snapped, almost hearing like excuse me, every vertebrae in the neck snap. So so like basically put it like this. Um Deadpool and a lot of the 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 like uh like gore and whatnot uh in like a lot of the Marvel movies and the X Men movies is akin to I would say maybe like a Dragon Ball Z style. Whereas like a lot of the death and stuff in this is more like slicing somebody with a butter knife in bleach. Uh, and just sprays everywhere and shit. Yeah, dude, some of these fucking deaths were like not like anime deaths are tamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um but it's just it it overall it 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 was I enjoyed it very much. Um I I uh I like what they did with with America Chavez uh, and I like her how how they're like how how they introduced her and what they're doing with her and essentially what they did with the multiverse in general. And like I will be one to say that the first trailer I watched was the first trailer and I had not seen any and like I was not expecting the main villain to be the main villain. Like uh, same and like I don't think that was ever telegraphed really in the trailers. Um uh-huh. and same thing like I don't think they really ever spotlighted um America in any of the trailers. So I th- and she was another character where I think she's actually really cool in the comics. Like I I think like her entire concept is cool. Um and the the character in in the MCU is now skewed younger than she is in the comics like from the get go, like like she was introduced as I probably supposed to be like eighteen or nineteen, and in the comics, like that that actress is supposed to be like sixteen or so. Um, but they kept a lot of her like origin at least very similar to what the comics do, and they don't they haven't been doing that as much with the MCU stuff. Like they've been kind of like cherry picking things, mm-hmm. and I just kind of assumed just because like the whole idea that she is from like a like quote unquote different universe and like the way that they like led to that was just like. Oh wow, they're actually like leaning into this. Even if they have sort of the comics have sort of retconned some of her origin in the last like year or so, mm-hmm. they're still leaning into like her original origin. And yeah. that was neat. I I uh one thing that's driving me nuts about this movie is everywhere complaining, "Oh, all of the stuff you have to watch to understand Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness." It's not really that much. Um it's so- Doctor Strange it's Infinity War and Endgame, and it's WandaVision, and then Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness. Like, so t- to an extent, like it would also help to have watched Loki because Loki deals. So, and this really just has to do with something that I actually heard like after I saw the movie. Um, like one of the filmmakers apparently made this comment that they were actually disappointed by how tightly Loki set the rules for like time travel and the multiverse. Because it made them have to be strict with how they were handling it. And that's not, that's not a shot. Like I was just saying, like, while Loki doesn't like directly tie into it, I feel like watching Loki just gives you a little bit more insight into how the MCU is handling the multiverse. Also, Spider-Man, you have to have seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yes. But, but like, barely. Um, there's a, a throwaway line. There was this thing with Spider-Man. Like, but and like regardless, like and uh, I'll, I have something to say about Spider-Man. Actually, after we start spoiling, I don't disagree with you. Like I think people complaining that there's too much to watch. Like you can watch this movie without having watched any of the Disney Plus stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can watch this as just a sequel to the first movie because they do 
at least allude to everything that's happened. And you can watch this and enjoy it without having seen that stuff. But they tell you, like, there's a scene where, like, Doctor Strange and Wanda are talking, and Doctor Strange says, like, yeah, I know what you did in Westview. Like, it's cool. Like, you said it right. We all make mistakes. And, like, it's like, oh, okay, so, like, we know some she did something wrong, but seems to have, like, rectified it and I- made amends. And if you didn't see that, then, like, the movie just keeps going. It's not a big deal. If you did see it, you're like, I remember what you're talking about. I seen that. Yeah, but it's more so the outcome of WandaVision, where she ends with getting the Darkhold and everything. Like, you kind of need to know that to understand, like, fully what, what, like, what, what the implications are of this movie and and what's going on. Yeah, and I don't disagree, but, like, you can 100% watch this movie. Without having seen all of the TV shows and still find it enjoyable, in my opinion. I think we are getting to a point, and Drew, I'm, you would probably agree just because, like, you don't care all that much about, especially about all the ancillary stuff. That, like, these movies are getting to the point now where they should either make them a little more, um, um, isolated from each other for a little while, just, like, to kind of, like, refocus themselves, or start putting, like, a Star Wars scroll at the beginning of it with just a, <laughs> like, you know, just, like, a two quick, like a quick like two or three paragraph like intro of like what happened in the previous movie where the universe is at so this way like if you didn't watch the um the disney plus stuff you know that like oh wanda did this stuff to the city um loki's out there traveling the fucking sacred timeline see i don't i i don't really think you need to watch loki in order to understand that there's a multiverse you don't need to watch it. I was saying, like, it would help. Like, it just adds a little bit more um, information to, like, the overall, like, how they're handling it. I'd still, at the end of Loki, the multiverse is happening. It's restarted at the end of Loki. So it doesn't matter what the rules were during Loki, because this essentially takes place after Loki. Otherwise, there would not be variants. There would not be alternate timelines, because the Time Variant Society would have stopped it. The one and true timeline would be ours, and anything else that they go to in this movie would not actually exist, because the Time Variant Society would have stopped it. This movie takes place after Loki, therefore you do not need to see Loki to know what's going on with the multiverse. Because this is your first introduction to the multiverse in the MCU entirety. No, I mean the Spider-Man was. Well, yeah, the Spider-Man. But, like, kind of. But, like, it's, it's just... Like, you don't... Loki doesn't matter. Loki does not matter. I'm not saying Loki matters. I'm saying if you watched Loki, you just have more information about what what is going on in the MCU as a whole. More so than you would have, like, watching Black Widow makes no... Like, you you don't have to watch Black Widow. But but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, the information you get from watching Loki does not give you any information for this movie. I disagree. Like, you just said, like, Loki reset the multiverse. Yeah, and so, if, but here's the thing. If you did not watch Loki, you do not know what the TVA is. You do not know what the prime timeline is. You do not know any of that. So all you know is that there's alternate timelines and alternate reality. And I feel like you still think that I'm saying you have to watch Loki. No, I'm not. I don't <laughs> think you're saying you have to watch Loki, but you're saying that if you watch Loki, you get more information and it helps with understanding what the movie. It doesn't. No, no, it, it really does not doesn't. help you understand Doctor Strange. It helps you understand the state of the universe. But you don't need to understand the state of the universe. I'm you not don't. Say- 
I'm not saying you need to. You don't need anything. It's a fucking movie. I'm saying if you've seen Loki, you now know more information about how things got to where they're at. That's but, all I'm saying. But like, in this conversation of, we started this about people complaining that you need to watch too much. And you're throwing Loki in there. You, you, It does not help. Loki does not help with this movie. At all. I think it does. I, I strongly disagree with you. Loki, ha- because of the way they ended Loki, with there being a multiverse, it does not affect how this movie is played out at all. If they ended Loki with there being no multiverse, then that may change. Uh, or if they ended this movie with rules to the multiverse, that may change. But they ended Loki with the multiverse is a thing. That's all. The watching, the only information you get from watching Loki for the state of the universe or the state of the multiverse in Marvel is it exists. What do you get when you watch this, when you watch Spider-Man and then this movie? The multiverse exists. Yes, but, you know, it, it, it's honestly not worth arguing about. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a movie. Like, it really, like, the, I agree with you from before. People complaining that you have to watch too much is stupid. Like, you can go watch this movie without having seen anything else and find it enjoyable. Uh, like, seeing Doctor Strange 1 helps, because so you at least know where Doctor Strange comes from. But if you if you didn't see any of the Avengers movies, if you didn't see No Way Home, if you didn't see WandaVision, like, yes, you may be left with questions, but the movie at least explains to you that things ha- Like, they don't explain what happened, but they tell you things happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they tell you Spider-Man happened. They tell you WandaVision happened. Like, there is conversations with Wanda about her children and vision and um, grief and everything. Like, they, they give you everything in the movie. And, like, I was joking before when I said it needs a Star Wars crawl. I, I do think that, like, we're at a point now where, like, these movies could handle, like, maybe being a little more isolated. Like, like give us, like, a more, like, focused on the, uh, the, the new characters movie rather than... And this has kind of been an issue since Age of Ultron. They're constantly just... They're putting too much foreshadowing and world building into like the individual movies. I, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. I, I would, but wouldn't agree to an ex. Like it, 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 certain movies, yes, it's the movie is more about building up the universe. But a lot of the movies, it is just about the characters, like the one-off movies. And, and I'm sorry, I did not mean every single movie. I just meant like since Age of Ultron, that has been a thing that has been happening. I, I mean, honestly, the only one I can think of. Was Thor Ragnarok kind of? So like was Thor did it. Like like obviously like Age of Ultron just Age of Ultron spent a little too much time setting up things that would come in in like the other movies. But then you had like rather rather than us having like a more contained Captain America movie, we got Civil War. I enjoyed Civil War. This is not a shot on Civil War. Um, and then like we had two back to back Avengers movies. Um, Doctor like Doctor Strange didn't really like lean into the rest of the multiverse or the rest of the MCU all that much like that that one definitely self-contained black panther i feel like wanted to be more self-contained than it was but because they had a kind of like almost backdoor piloted him into the into the movies by having him in civil war first um there wasn't really a way to fully disconnect that the way that the earlier movies were able to do and the way that like Doctor Strange got to be very divorced from everything because he had nothing to do with with the superhero world at that point. Um, and same thing with um, uh, Black Widow got to be like mostly divorced from it because they they 
they released that one out of chronology. Like, that was a, hey, this is what happened in those couple of years between movies. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I meant was just more of a, I'd like more of these movies to, like, I like, I would like more of the non team up movies to just be more focused on the now with that character than tying in things from the rest of the universe. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I can get that. Um, and I can, I, I, like, I agree. Like, give, give me these character stories, but like, it, it's also hard when you have such a connected universe to like, absolutely. It, it's cause it raises the question. Like, I, we're watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness at the beginning of the movie. He's fighting a giant squid monster in the middle of New York City. Where's Spider-Man? Where's the, I, I, I mean, the, Defenders technically aren't part of the heroes or, or anything, but like, where's Spider-Man? Where's uh Daredevil? Where's uh, like well, any of the other heroes? Like Spider-Man was obviously in in school. Like he's not. No, he he dropped out of school. He got his GED. Yeah, but he's I, going to community college. We both know that. Come on. I, I mean, with what money? He doesn't have any money. That's you know what? Touche. <laughs> um, but also Spider-Man lives in Queens. That was definitely like Upper West Side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, when you have all of these heroes, if you have big events, where are they? Like, you, exactly. you, dis- you disconnect them to an extent. Like, this movie was disconnected from all the rest of the, the, the other movies, but the only reason it really was is because, like, it, only if the first 20 minutes take place in, in, in New York. The rest of it is all over the place. The other heroes aren't gonna be there, but at the same time, like, why didn't Doctor Strange warn the Avengers? Well, I mean, who's left? <laughs> oh, I, we've got, we've got, uh, well, the, the new Cap. We've got Captain America and Winter Soldier. We've got, um, uh, War Machine. Uh, and then a couple of ant bait, or, or bug based, uh, heroes. Yep. Like and they said. And so, you know how you, like, the explanation for a lot of those, like, you figure, um, Sam and Bucky, they might not be in New York City. We also don't know where their stuff falls in this. Um, but I agree with you. Like, so if you go back to Infinity War, in Infinity War, all of the like MCU official, like New York based people fucking showed up to, to fight at the time. Like Cap and a lot of them were not in New York City anymore. And then you had like, you know, Ant-Man and like his group are in like San Francisco and Hawkeye was on his farm in middle America. Um, but like Spider-Man saw it from a bus and fucking took off to the fight. Yeah. Iron Man saw shit happening while he was on a jog in some fucking Central Park. Like that wasn't Central Park. It was yeah, it was. It, huh? It had to have been Brooklyn where they were at because they were no, in the water and they saw Manhattan across the way. What didn't it happen closer to Doctor Strange's place because he went to the Sanctum afterwards, right? Well, the um, he saw um, did he see Banner crash in? Is that what he saw? I can't remember. Yeah, it's been long enough. I know. So Doctor Strange's place is in Greenwich Village, which is like southern Manhattan. So like, you're right. He definitely was not jogging in yeah. Central Park, but I just picked a park in New York. But like, your point stands. Like in that movie, something like major happens. Everyone around shows up. In this one, it's like, we know there are people around. Why is it just Doctor Strange and, and, um, uh, fuck, uh, Wong? That, Who, yes, thank you. Wong teleported there from, I, I can't remember the name of their place in India, but like, Wong teleported there. He wasn't in New York. He wasn't at the Sanctum in New York. He teleported there. And that's, that's like, 
when it comes to, like, the second big battle of the movie, why didn't he contact any of the living heroes? Why didn't he contact Hulk? Why didn't he contact any of them to have them in that big battle that was, that they were, and that was upcoming? Like, like, that's very much Doctor Strange. Like, it, it, I agree. Like, that, it's, it's the annoyance of, like, it's a connected universe, but it's only connected when it's convenient for, like, the screenwriters. But it's also, like, a, Okay, well, th- I guess that fits Doctor Strange's personality of kind of being very like I can handle this. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, because um, it's it's like the, it's the, one of the things that makes me laugh when uh, Conan O'Brien talks about. I think it's Conan. He talks about the Marvel universe and how he doesn't like it because of portals. It might have been him. It might have been some other comedian. It might have just been somebody else in general. Uh, but they're like portals ruin things for me because like. It is the writer's easiest way out. Well, how do we get here? Portals. Once you throw in portals, portals suck. But it's like, they really use them a lot, but they don't use them when they need to, like, when getting ready to fight the big bad for the first time. Yeah, and I know, um, oh shit, well, I, I had a thing I was going to say about it, and now I forget what it is. Fuck. Um, hmm. Like, I had a whole train of thought, and it just fucking left, just like that. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, it's funny, because, like, I have this same complaint about, like, the comic books, too. Like, I, f- I think I talked about it here, where the the what, the most recent story arc in Spider-Man in the comics, Pete was injured and, like, poisoned, basically, and, like, comatose in a hospital in New York City. Nobody knew what, what was wrong or how to help him. Like, was basically on his deathbed. Um, All the doctors, completely fucking useless. Mary Jane was with him. Aunt May was with him. Mary Jane... Knows he's fucking Spider-Man. Aunt May, at, at this point, does not. Um, Black Cat also knows who, who he is and comes to visit him. Why the fuck did none of these people go to any of the super geniuses or fucking wizards that, like, are friends with Spider-Man? Like, at the, he's basically fucking family to the Fantastic Four in the comics. Why didn't, why didn't anyone fucking call Reed Richards? Like, yeah. fucking MJ lived in Stark Tower with Peter and fucking Tony for, like, eight years in the comics. Like, she worked for Tony. Like, why not call him and be like, hey, Tony, do you have, like, a fucking nanobot that can, like, come clean, clean Spider-Man's blood? Even if, cause I, I forget if, if, um, if Tony knows his identity again or not. But, you know, like, there's a billion fucking super geniuses in the MCU that, like, I'm sure owe a favor to Spider-Man. And, like, <laughs> Mary Jane definitely fucking knows them. And if she doesn't, Black Cat does. But yeah. neither of them fucking go to anybody. It's fucking, it's goddamn Aunt May calls fucking Dr. Octopus up because in the 70s she almost married the motherfucker and goes, my nephew is in trouble. I need your help to fucking find a cure. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's just, com- er, comic logic just does not make sense sometimes. Yeah, and then as soon as, soon as Dr. Octopus gets the fucking cure, Black Cat shows up with Captain America to fucking retrain Peter because he has to go through physical therapy. It's yeah. like, where the fuck were you when he was in a coma and needed fucking, like, Do- Doctor Strange? Like, you literally, there were six issues before that of a tie-in to a Doctor Strange event. Why didn't you fucking ask Steven to come over here? He literally sent a fucking magic wand thing to to Spider-Man, and it found the wrong Spider-Man, because he needed Spider-Man's fucking help. <laughs> Why didn't you ask for, for that in return? Why didn't you go, hey, hey, Doctor Strange, since we helped you out, can you, like, make a little spell and, and make the other Spider-Man fucking not dead? This was the... Um, but do you want to talk some spoilers for Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah, let's get into some spoilers. Alright, so, I guess the, um, the big thing, just, like, right up front, 
Um, Wanda, uh, Andrew, you don't care, right? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Right. So Wanda was the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they, it was one of those things where I, it was a thing that like I thought could have happened like before WandaVision. But then after WandaVision, I was like, oh no, she probably won't be the villain, but maybe like she'll just, she'll do something like with dark magic that like Doctor Strange will, like her and Doctor Strange will have a conflict because of that. But I yeah. assumed like the villain would be something else from the multiverse. And then, like, after you've dealt with a bunch of multiverse stuff, and Doctor Strange goes to Wanda to try and, like, um, get help, because she is the other, like, she, she is the only other powerful, like, magic user that he knows of, and that scene where, like, they're walking through the, the apple trees, and she says America's name, I'm like, I don't think Doctor Strange said her name. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, he stops, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then, like, the- didn't. Yeah. And then, like, the forest goes, like, dead, and I'm just like, oh, so, like, at the end of WandaVision, that wasn't her, like, trying to just, like, fit, like, figure her shit out. That was actually her, like, going full evil. She was reading, reading the Dark Code and figuring out how to get her, her kids back, and then learning of the multiverse through the Dark Hold. Yeah. Um, and, like, I knew she was trying to figure her kids out, which- because there was that, like, that audio on that last episode of, like, the kids, like, screaming for help. But, like, they also showed that same farm, and it looked nice and everything like that. So, like, nowhere in my mind did it, did I go, oh, that's an illusion. Because why would that be an illusion? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought, like, I thought Wanda being the villain was wild. And I'm glad that they finally, like, leaned into the fact that she is the most powerful fucking person in that universe. Like, like look at look at what it took to stop her. <laughs> um and I guess to to talk about the um the deaths. Um so we got to see all of the characters that everyone wanted to see. Um we got to see fucking um Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Yes. Um, in, in in his in his yellow chair. Yeah, so so Drew, you might care about this a little little tiny bit. Um so Professor X is the last of the Illuminati to show up. And he, it's a it's a very pr- Professor X thing. Everybody else is there judging Doctor Strange. And Professor X comes in and he's just like, "Well, let's give him a chance." And he's yeah. in his fucking yellow yellow hover chair thing from the uh, the animated series. And the music, very subtly in the background, is the fucking ninety two X Men music. Yeah, yeah, it goes. Da-da-da. Um, and it it plays for maybe ten seconds as he's like coming on in, into the scene, and that's it. And it was just like it was it was one of the yeah. best intros I have seen oh, yeah. in one of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and, and like honestly, if it weren't Sam Raimi, I would not have expected that to happen. Like, I think Sam Raimi was just like, "We got to do this. We got to throw that in. We got to throw this in. Like, we got to make everyone happy." Yeah, but um, yeah, so we got we got to see Patrick Stewart as Professor X again. Um, I don't know if, if you realize this, Rich. I looked it up afterwards to make sure Black Bolt was Black Bolt from the 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 ABC series. I did not know that. I did not look that up. Um, I. Barely, I, I never even watched the series, so I I, I wouldn't. Oh, I thought you did. But no, I never did. Did Black Bolt have his powers in the ABC series? Yeah, because wasn't a lot of the movie like him on the run or something like that, or a lot of the series wasn't that like him on the run or something? Or, I don't know. I can't remember because it only it, had like three episodes. They were kind of on the run. It it was a short. It was like one of those mini seasons, like Agent Carter. It was like six or eight episodes. He did have powers. Um, the person that lost her powers was Medusa. And it's not so much that, like, she lost them, lost them. Um, her powers are her hair, and her head was shaved. So, she can't use her powers if she doesn't have the hair to use. Exactly. Um, uh, but, but, uh, no, I, we got... 
Sorry, guy. I did not know that that was him. Um, I I just I love. I was honestly slightly expecting Iron Man to be on the. So that and that was the Tony rumor Stark. was Tom that there was going to be Tom Cruise as yeah. that. Um, yeah. Which but, like would be awesome, but at the same time would not make sense because although in Loki we have seen time variants that looked different, we even the multiversal variants all looked the same. Oh, so no, uh, uh, not, so here here is my point. So in this movie, we saw four Doctor Stranges, right? Or mm-hmm. three Doctor, four Doctor Stranges in total. One of them was technically a statue. They were all yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. The last time we saw a multiverse in Spider-Man: No Way Home, we had three Peter Parkers, we have three, all fucking different people, all vastly different ages. Yeah, we had three different, but like you could maybe argue different different times in their lives maybe but uh, but like it, it, you're right though like it is it is weird that like doctor strange is all the same but peter parker are all different um and it, it just it doesn't fully make sense it doesn't yeah and um to to finish up the illuminati real quick um we had maria um oh fuck rambo maria maria rambo which is um she was carol's friend from captain marvel yeah um she was Captain Marvel in this one. So I'm assuming in this, like, what-if scenario, um, she was the one in the plane that got the powers, not Carol. Because mm-hmm. um, we know in, like, in like the, the 616 universe, which they actually designated it as, yeah. um, M- Maria's gone. Um, she died during the, during the five-year time gap. And her daughter, Monica, was in WandaVision and is going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie, I don't know yeah. if I don't know what name she'll go by. I don't know if she'll use her spectrum name that she has in the comics right now, or if she'll actually be like just another Captain Marvel. Um, but then we got to see um, um, Captain um, Captain, Captain Carter. Thank you. I was gonna say Captain Britain. I'm like Captain Britain's a different fucking character. Um, Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, and the most fan casted thing I've ever seen: John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Well, he's he's. Like, hasn't he actually been casted for the Fantastic Four movie? Like, no, no, they never like officially casted him for that. No, except so that... for maybe potentially now. And so that was that was the spoiler I saw beforehand. Was on Twitter I saw like somebody say like Reed Richard, like John Krasinski officially six one six Reed Richards, and then like in parentheses source deadline, but it wasn't linked anywhere. And like I after I saw the movie because th- that was one of those things where like. It wasn't like it wasn't like a full spoiler. Like I didn't see a picture of him in the movie or something like that. But it was enough of one. It's like that means John Krasinski is probably in that Illuminati scene. Yeah. Um, but after the movie, I did try to find out if there was an article of them like confirming that he was going to be in the Fantastic Four movie, and there's nothing. Yeah. Um, no. Fantastic Four doesn't even have a director right now. Like the 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 guy who directed um the Spider Man movies, uh, John Watts, I believe, just dropped out of directing that movie. I I'm, I will. I like it is it is a uh, fan casting, but I will say that um, it's not super fan casting unless they go with Emily Blunt, right? His wife, yeah, as as uh, uh, Sue Storm, because that's what the fans want. The fans want uh, Krasinski and Blunt as Reed and Sue. And honestly, like I actually like them both. Like she's yeah. she's a really good actress, and I think she is. After having seen her in um uh, that Tom Cruise movie with a really stupid fucking name. Uh, um, uh, 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 um, live, die, repeat the, the edge of tomorrow. Edge of um, tomorrow, yeah, that's it. Like she can definitely pull off like the action stuff too. So I think she would actually be a good, um, Sue storm. Yeah. Um, they, and 
they did actually allude, at least in in this universe, um, that Franklin probably Franklin Richards probably exists. Mm-hmm. Um, which means in that universe, they potentially have the most powerful being outside of like the actual like universe itself. Yeah. Um, which like could could bode very well for Wanda down the line, or ve- very poorly for Wanda down the line, because like if 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 they really wanted to, they they could lean into that and have Franklin show up in six one six and just fucking make Wanda not exist anymore. What are you talking about? You saw the end of that movie. I know it's not true, but you saw the end of that movie. They don't need to do that. No, like I mean, like literally, like erase her from ever existing. Yeah, but like there would be no point in doing. <laughs> no, that I know. Unless they're trying to erase the multiverse, but yeah. Um. Um. But so, Drew, would you would you care to guess which of the Illuminati died? Professor X. Yep. Anyone else? Uh, no, I have no idea. All Every single one of them. Okay, but it, uh, like there. some some of them are really dumb deaths, and some of them are really really ridiculous deaths. So uh, the the one I was talking about earlier that was like just like one of the most visceral things I've ever seen. Um, Black Bolt. Um, no, Drew, do you have any idea who Black Bolt is? Nope. All right, he's an Inhuman. His power is his voice. Um, he he doesn't speak. Because even even the smallest whisper causes such like force that okay, it will right. um it will like disintegrate a person and and that that they actually show that is actually what they did to the Doctor Strange of that universe when he went rogue mm-hmm. yeah. um they Black Bolt literally just looked at him and said I'm sorry and turned him to dust yeah um so, so uh, um so like in this universe I don't know if you remember or you you saw Endgame right you in Infinity War true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Infinity War and Endgame, in order to to defeat Thanos, you saw Strange use the Time Stone. Right. In this universe, Strange instead used the Darkhold, which corrupts the people who uh, use it. And he used it to see alternate universes to find a way to stop him uh, without having to every everyone get dusted. Um, and then after doing that, he was like, "I I can't be trusted," and had Black Bolt kill him. And so the way that Black Bolt dies in this, um, I think it's Reed says Black Bolt will just like atomize you with his voice. And Wanda then just goes, what voice? And makes his mouth disappear. And then Black Bolt without a mouth makes like a noise inside of his mouth and his fucking head caves in. Mm-hmm. Like you actually see his skull implode yeah, in a fucking uh, Marvel movie. Which I will say. As ridiculous as it was, it's also kind of one of the dumber things, because, A, it, why, if you're that in control of your abilities, and to never talk, what would get you to scream when you don't have a mouth? That, like, having your mouth disappear like that. But, B, if his powers are that strong, why did they bounce back into his brain and not blow his mouth open? I mean, yes, that that is true, and also, frankly, like, his head shouldn't have imploded the way it did. His head should have actually exploded. Yeah, but it yeah. was still just watching his head literally, like, briefly expand and then shrink yeah. back in and collapse on itself was fucking disturbing. Yeah. But it was like, it's very cartoony, but at the same time, it's disturbing because he starts to bleed and everything. And it's it's like, to me, that's the start of like, all right, if I saw this in Looney Tunes, it'd be fine because he wouldn't be dead. But I'm seeing this in a show where he's actually fucking dying and that's brutal and then scarlet witch unravels reed richards like he's a rubber a bunch of rubber bands which like Um, that one like while that one was like dark because like you know he's dead after that 
I feel like that was the most cartoony one. Like, All the rest were a little more like violent. Like yeah, but like I think wasn't it his like his heart or his brain just dropped to the ground at one point after she's done? Like I, I think so. Like, yeah, I was like that's that's a little much. And then yeah, he you have Captain Carter and um uh Captain Marvel fighting her, and Captain Carter throws the shield. Where then Wanda is able to deflect it and send it flying back at Carter, where she cuts her in half with the shield. But you don't, this is the only time it's implied. You don't actually see her get cut in half. You do you see s- the bloody shield yeah. wedge in a pillar, though. You see her react, and then it, it like, see her, like, make a noise, like, or make, like, a, oh my god, and, like, as she gets hit, and then the, the, the camera cuts to a, like, covered in blood shield it wasn't just like drips of blue it was like like an inch thick of blood shield dripping down onto the ground and you see the body drop i don't know if you see it drop in two halves but you do see the body drop in the background it was out of focus yeah and then um and then and then this is the worst one captain marvel just gets crushed apparently like that shouldn't have killed her i i agree i was gonna say that one was the most like really like some rocks crusher um, and, and then when they get to Professor X, like, it's just a very, it's a close up of his neck being snapped. Yeah. And, and it's was... just, like, you hear every vertebrae break crack, and it was just very, like, holy shit. That's, yeah. that's a lot. There, there was also that, the scene with the, um, the Doctor Strange, actually, both Doctor Stranges that they killed on screen, like, like, full mm-hmm. out killed, um, were, were pretty fucking bloody. Like, the, the, the dark hold Doctor Strange from the, like, the, the um, timeline or the multiverse that was the, um, the, the already destroyed. Verse. Yeah, the integrated um, verse. Yeah, he just that, he, like that was that was an awesome sequence. That whole fight sequence, I loved. But him him getting thrown through the window and then impaled on the fence—that yeah. was not like a Marvel movie thing. I feel no, no, not at all. Um, and then the the strange um from or what, what were they calling him? Um, the internet was calling him um Defender Strange. Which was the first one. Yeah. He gets uh, stabbed through the leg and then, like, stabbed through the chest, I think? Yeah, by the uh, by the, the thing that they're which, fighting in that weird, like, in-between zone. Yeah, which, like, that wasn't really all that bad, but it was still kind of bad. Um, it was still just more violent than you get in a lot of these. Yeah. Um, I was also fully on board for the end with fucking Doctor Strange as a deadite. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That was Sam Raimi just... Like, Marvel gave Sam Raimi a budget, and Sam Raimi said... I'm putting a fucking deadite in this movie. Yeah, which was great. I loved it. Like, once I realized that, like, it was Sam Raimi, or, like, at the end after, like, initially I was like, this is a little, like, too campy. But then once, like, I I had realized it was Sam Raimi doing the movie, like, I I, I heard someone say it, or I I saw, like, I might not have noticed the, 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 the crawl. Like, I didn't notice who was directing the movie until after I saw it. Once I read, like, Sam Raimi, I was like, all right, that makes sense now. Or no, it was once... I saw Bruce Campbell in the movie. That was like, oh, right, it's Sam Raimi. That makes sense now. And then the Deadite part, I was like, this is very Sam Raimi, so it makes sense, and I like it. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. I yeah. will also throw out there, like, this isn't really a spoiler, per se. Um, this this had some of the better cinematography and just, like, chances taken with the way the scenes are filmed mm-hmm. and staged than, like, a lot of these, like, superhero movies generally take. Like, Marvel movies are, are usually pretty kind of, like, color by numbers when it comes to just, like, how they're shot. Um, and, like, the DC movies tend to just lean into the darkness 
um, this movie was like all over the place. Like, um, when they're tumbling through the multiverse, um, when, when America and Doctor Strange initially go through and they're, um, they're like hitting all those different worlds and the camera is kind of like rotating so that like mm-hmm. you're getting that like effect, that like disorientation that they must be feeling by like just the way the camera is panning around them or like other scenes where like they were very specifically like filming things from like an angle that was like lower to give it like that very like just out of place vibe yeah like just a lot of stuff like that that you just don't see in in Mm -hmm. superhero movies yeah yeah and it's just um scarlet witch and the whole uh what was what was the universe numbering so six one six is the is the prime universe is, is and our then universe. Eight, eight three eight was the one that they was were it? at. Yeah. So so the whole Scarlet Witch sequence in eight three eight after she kills the Illuminati and she's chasing after Strange, I'm just like I was not expecting to get like scare, suspense, kinda jump scare stuff like that. Like I, I like I knew there was gonna be some like suspenseful kind of scary things, but like when like she's walking through covered in blood and like dripping with blood and like just doing these jump scares. I was like, this is, this is wild. This is wild, man. Yeah. Like they really did. Like they leaned into a lot of stuff that these movies don't often get to do. And I think, I do think that was for the better of it. I just feel like, like I said, kind of when we weren't spoiling things, it's not the, it's not my favorite MCU movie, but I think they took the most chances in like the best ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it definitely like I agree. It's not it's not the best MCU. It's but I think it is above middle of the line. I think it yeah. is up there in in a really good MCU movie. It's like it's probably uh like I'm trying to think of other like I know people didn't like Age of Ultron, but Age of Ultron was actually very good. But it's like not as good as like the original Avengers and some of the better ones. So like it'd be between uh, like Age of Ultron and probably um like civil war and stuff like it's not it's not the worst it's not the best but it is better than the average i i would agree with that and like uh, like i keep saying it took chances that these movies never fucking take and like yes like at the end of the day like everything is kind of just back to where it was um like there really weren't because they only killed characters from an alternate universe that really didn't matter in the long run like there was no real impact to like our universe because we all know like Wanda isn't dead. Mm-hmm. Um, there, she's she's only as dead as the MCU wants her to be. So like if 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 um if Elizabeth Olsen doesn't want to do Marvel movies anymore or Marvel stuff, yeah. then sure she's dead. See? But if she still has stuff on her contract, she'll be back. You always you always check the body. That's the thing. You always check the body, and they never check for a body. Like she got crushed by an entire thing. But, like, she got crushed, and then the Darkhold was... It's not that, like, the Darkhold was destroyed, and then she got crushed. Like, she's still alive. She's still living. Um, It's just, yeah, like, they, they'll they'll pull her out when they need to use her. Um, and, like, because, uh, you know, like, her death was that mountain temple collapsing on her. Yeah. Like, she's already proved that she can withstand stuff like that. Um. So, like, there's no reason to think that she didn't simply put, like, a little protective bubble around herself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, like, she did at least, like, I think, like, at least they allude to that being the reason is that, like, she realizes and at that, at the end there that, like, she had gone to a very dark place that, like, she didn't want to be. And, like, that was sort of, like, her redemption. 
Yeah. And I feel like if they do bring her back for anything, it's not going to be as a villain, but she's also not going to be accepted as a hero. Yeah, I, maybe. Like, it depends on what Doctor Strange tells everyone. Like, it, with, well, with I how guess both, I mean, like, how if, if they brought her... Sorry, go ahead. Like, like, with how both connected and disconnected these wor- movies and worlds are with each other, like, this wasn't a team-up move. So is the team gonna know? But so, I guess, I, I guess the thing that I'm thinking of is, like, as a whole... The people that don't know what happened in this movie still know what happened with Westview. Um, and, like, while she set that right, it was still a thing she did, and then she took off. Yeah. So, like, that's why that's what I mean, where, like, even if she's trying to, like, atone for what she's done, like, in the last, like, year of the MCU, um, she's not going to, like, no one is going to trust her. Yeah, um, but that's, that's generally, isn't that Scarlet Witch just, in general, like, it's always unsure of whether or not she's good or evil like she's like usually good but sometimes she's not since house of m that's kind of been where they alluded she is definitely she's generally more well received by the avengers than the x-men um but in the comics they've like fucked with her and quicksilver so much where like they were villains and then they were avengers and they've kind of done some like shitty stuff in, like over the years, but they always kind of end up coming back to like the side of the Avengers. Like they never yeah. go full supervillain after like they join the Avengers, um, except when, um, which is what they, this whole storyline was kind of like pushing from. Um, Avengers disassembled is where Wanda does snap because like she is being manipulated by somebody. I think it might have been Doctor Doom actually. Um, and like she does snap and she does um cause a bunch of Avengers to be murdered and then. She essentially eradicates mutants, mm-hmm. um, for like a decade of comics. So, like, you know, like the as far as the mutants are concerned, like she used to be a mutant. Now she's not one anymore because they retconned that. So the mutants look at her as both a pretender and the person that nearly drove them to extinction. But, uh, but uh, any anything else? Uh, the the post credit scene, the first one at least. Oh uh, right, wait, where they they introduce Clea. Yeah, they introduced Clea, which I had to Google. I had no idea who the fuck that was. I was, like, is that, I was like, is that Psylocke? No, that's not supposed to be Psylocke. Um, no, so just, Clea is the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension? Yeah, I, after looking all that up, she, yeah, Sorcerer Supreme. Um, she, uh, uh, it's assumed she's going to be the future love interest because they get married in the comics and stuff. But she's also the, um, the daughter of Dormammu. Who was the villain? In, technically, the villain in the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, um, the th- the th- I, like this is not a shot at. So it's um Char- Charlize Theron is yeah. is who they cast. This is not a shot at her. I actually think she's a very good actress. I'm just always con- I, like I've been getting more and more confused with some of like the MCU castings. So like these movies don't come out super quick per character. Like yeah, Doctor Strange one was 2016. Doctor Strange two is 2022. Yeah. Um. Charlize Theron is 46. I feel like she is not going to want to be doing big action movies a decade from but, now. But see, she doesn't have to be doing big action... Like, she can still be in an action movie, but not be doing big action stuff, because she's a sorcerer. All she has to do is wave her hands. I mean, you're not wrong. I just, like... And they've been doing... They do this all the time, where, like, they they seem to cast people that are just... That skew slightly older. And, like, they're generally good actors, and, like, they're good for the role at that moment. But, like, you get such more less time with them than trying to find, like... Like they did at the beginning, like, 
like Robert Downey Jr. notwithstanding, who was already like established and I want to say in like his mid forties, um, like Chris Evans was still fairly young, Scarlett Johansson fairly young, Chris Hemsworth fairly young, um, and but now it's like like Benedict Cumberbatch was in like his forties when he was cast as Doctor Strange, Charlize Theron is in her forties, like. Why not cast these characters that you're introducing now to be younger actors and actresses so that you get more time with them? I I mean, I can see what, see what you're saying, but also at the same time, when it comes to, like, specific characters, like, uh, we, like let's go with, with uh, Doctor Strange and Ben and Conrad. He's supposed to be older. He's a doctor. He's an established doctor. You don't become a doctor in your 20s. Yes, like, you do. You're, you're mid, you're, like... Like a doctor to the extent he was. Oh no, but I mean, like generally, you finish med school. You finish med school in your twenties. Yeah, but like to get to the extent that Doctor Strange was as established as he was in everything. Let me tell you about a little person called Doogie Hauser. (laughs) Look, he's an exception. He's not wrong. (laughs) I know he's not wrong, but he's an exception. Um. But then, like, also with Charlie's there, like, we don't know what their intentions are with her. She could, she's usually in the comics a villain. Like, she, she's along the side with, with Doctor Strange, but she's just, she's a villain, mostly. Well, and it's not so much that she's a villain, like, she is from the dark dimension. She's basically from hell. Um, she is the current Doctor, like, she is the current Sorcerer Supreme of Earth, though, because Doctor Strange is dead. Yeah. So, like, Maybe, maybe their intentions with her are only like one or two movies. Like maybe, and they're not intending yeah. to have her for. Maybe she's just a way to get Dormammu back into Doctor Strange three. Um, I mean, I don't dis- I don't disagree. It's just like I said, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch I, will probably be both of them will probably be in their fifties by the time they make Doctor Strange three. Yeah, it's and it's yeah. just at that point, it's like you know, you're getting these big names. They cost a lot of money. Why not? go a little bit younger and like even if they like and like Clea like having somebody that's like closer to age to um Benedict Cumberbatch does make some amount of sense because it would be weird if they cast a 22 year old to be his love interest 100% but rather than introducing Clea for like you said like maybe one movie why not just introduce somebody else younger male or female doesn't matter which as like another character that could then like stick around for a longer time and like be relevant for a longer time. It's like I said, it's it's just like a weird thing that like th- these movies keep seeming to do. Like they keep cat and it's like all of them, even the DC movies, like they tend to just cast people slightly older when like they want to build these universes. And it's like, but why are you casting somebody in their 40s when you're only releasing these movies every 6 years? Like they're not going to want to and you are correct, like these characters are are sorcerers and shit like that. So like they don't really have to they don't have to have fist fights. But when you're casting somebody that in a role that is all fist fighting, like they're not going to be doing that when they're sixty, and like it's not going to be as believable when they're sixty. So yeah, I don't know, but I think that's we, we've probably covered what we want to. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about uh, about no, Doctor Strange, I should say. No, no, that's that's about it. Okay, yeah, I just I realized what time it was, and I know you wanted to try and wrap up around that, so I figured mm-hmm. now was a a good stopping time. Yeah, Drew, do you think you're going to see Doctor Strange two at any point? Uh, maybe. Did you see the first one? I believe I watched it on Disney Plus with Sarah. Okay, so you'll probably, like, if anything, you'll probably see it after it hits, like, stream. Yeah. That's fair. It was fun. Like, if you like campy, like, it has a lot of Sam Raimi campy, which, you know, not a bad thing. Sure. But I guess other than that, uh, we we announced it earlier. Our next book club will be in two weeks, which would be the episode on the 26th of May. 
And uh, we'll be talking about The Raid 2, which is yeah. a 2014 movie from, I'm going to say Korea, but I might be wrong. I believe that's correct. And you can find it on, I think we said HBO Max and Hulu. Yes. Um, and then, anything else? Rich, it um, is Indonesian. Indonesian. Okay. And Rich, um, do you have any like stream stuff you want to plug before I plug everything else? Uh, the only thing that I'm really going to be plugging for the for a while is uh, my one year stream anniversary is uh, Wednesday the first of June. I'm not that guy's got a little wiener. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm not going to be doing anything major on that day because we got to record podcasts and I have to be an adult the next day. So I will be streaming probably No Man's Sky, which was the game I streamed that day. I'm sorry, um, what, what day was that again? I got distracted by the woo! Yeah, uh, June June 1st. Wednesday, June 1st. It's a couple weeks from now. But that Saturday, I'm planning um, a subathon. And what that means is uh, I will do my normal stream time frame of three hours. Um, I will start at noon. And for every sub that I get starting on that day, I will add an additional hour. I am, because I'm an old man, capping it at 24 hours. There are people who have gone for, like, four days. There are people who are still going now at, like, 300, or, like, 20 days. It's wild. I'm capping my sub at 24 hours, because I have work on Monday. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I'm planning right now, so come, remember, twitch.tv slash beyondscorewalnuts. I stream a couple days a week, but that's, like, the next big thing is, um... Uh, that's the third, right? Um, no, the fourth. Saturday, June 4th is my one year, uh, stream anniversary subathon. So, speaking of like subathon things, just real quick, I thought this was funny. Um, a former GameSpot person, um, she did one, um, I think it was last weekend, and I, I saw it, um, pop up. And when she started it, she put just like two hours, it was gonna be like a two hour stream pending any like sub sub stuff and i think it was like 10 minutes for every sub mm -hmm. um and at so at one point like i had like opened it like i don't know 30 minutes in and she was already up to like eight hours yeah um, yeah and apparently at some point because she had hit eight, it had hit eight hours she subtract like and and i had apparently said it at the beginning that she was going to subtract the the two she just wanted to have something on the clock to get started with but like she was yeah. only going to stream based on the on the sub goals and when she did that, apparently the people in her chat decided to retaliate by just mass subscribing and mass gifting. Um, <laughs> so she ended up with, I think, close to a 24-hour stream altogether. Because mm -hmm. um, I looked the next morning to see where it was at. And so she had started at, like, 8 o'clock at night on, like, Saturday. And, like I said, at, like, 9.30, it was at, like, 8 or 9 hours. And then the following morning at 9.30, she still had 12 hours to go. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, a streamer that I, uh, follow and watch occasionally, uh, she just had a subathon for herself and she reached four days and 20 hours. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I think she might have, like, gotten close, if not over, but I think she capped it at four days and 20 hours. She's also, she, she smokes weed and whatnot on her stream, and so it was, like, a big deal, like, 420. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's 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 nuts, and it can be very unhealthy if you do it the wrong way, and it, which is why I don't want to have a, like a subathon set for like a week or whatever, because like, first of all, ain't nobody gonna be paying me to enough 
subs to have me live for a week. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, even even getting 24 for 24 hours might yeah. be pushing it. Yeah. No I, offense, I mean, like, you just don't have the No, no, it's, it's, but it's, and I, I, like, I would need 20, 21 subs, which I generally cap at about 15 a month, or 14 a month. Um, so, like, I, I would need 20, 21 subs in order to get the 24 hour. Um, and I just, I don't, I, like, I kind of, even announcing it, I kind of regret announcing it, but I'm like, you know, it's something to do. It'll be fun, and I can prepare, and I can make sure I've got, like, food and whatnot, and I'm setting up a service on my, uh, Twitch to where people can donate to me by sending me food, so we can do that as well, um, because I'd rather get food donations than actual money donations, because that's how fed I am. So, Drew, do you want to start taking donations for us so that, like, in the last minute of Richie's stream, we can just make him go 24 hours? <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> It's, that would be, that would only be, uh, between the two of you is like 60 bucks each to, to, to get me the 20 hours. So that's, that's on you guys. If you want to do it, go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take your money. No, I, I'm not going to use my own money. What are you out of your mind? What are you going to do? That's why I said, do you want to start taking donations for us? Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you, if people are going to donate to you, sure. Um, but I also, I've decided, like, if we do end up breaking the 21 subs or whatever, or if we go above, I'll probably try to do something to pay back, like, what additional hours we might have gotten, like, maybe a long stream the following Saturday or something like that. And I haven't fully decided 100% how I'm doing it. A lot all of people I know, do that. All I know is I'm capping it, because I'm, I am I can't go twenty more than 24. Well, I know it's I also not, it's not your full-time job either, so, yeah. like, I feel like... If if it was what you did full time, it'd be different because you could be like, all right, like it's been 24 hours. There's still 12 hours to go. It's unhealthy to stay up for 36 hours. I'm going to go sleep. We're going to do the last 12 hours at 10 a.m. Monday morning. Some, and, some, some people will actually stream themselves sleeping. like Which I feel like that's like, cheap. Like, like, well, I mean, other people will like stream themselves working out and stuff. Like they, they'll stream their day. If like, if they break... And I could definitely, if I were to break 24 hours, if I were to get, like, 48, 36 hours, whatever. I don't know why I went 48, then 36. But, like, if I were to get 48 at, or, or, or or more, like, if I were to get, like, three or four days, like, I'd be streaming myself working. I Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, I'd have my stream open, I'd be able to check it and talk to people. But, like, I wouldn't actually be gaming or anything. The stream would be me working. So everyone would get to see you rage out as, every time, like, yeah. you're... <laughs> Yeah, the stream today would have been me recording one quest and then uh trying to catch a fucking squirrel. Like it's just it's what it's what people do. I mean, you're not wrong. Um but I think with that we're going to wrap it up. Um if you'd like to find some more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com/onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All that stuff helps a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. But other than that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.